We're live. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Kind of Funny's Kevin Smith's Viewisk Universe in Review Universe. This is the final episode. <gasps> we have been ranking and reviewing every movie in the Viewisk Universe on Tuesdays right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. On Fridays, we're doing the Lord of the Rings movies. You can go check those out on youtube.com slash kind of funny if you want to watch or roosterteeth.com. You can also listen to all of this by searching for kind of funny reviews on your favorite podcast service if you want to get it ad free you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny just like our patreon producers did muhammad muhammad blackjack al tribesman and connor nolan thank you all we appreciate you all very 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 much i'm tim gettys joining me today is andy cortez greg miller hello nick scarpino uh and the big dog kevin coelho (laughs) you know what i mean I like. I know what you mean, Kevin. I know like what that means. Hat. It's good. <laughs> Thank it's real you. good. Yeah. I like how uh, today one, Kevin, one of the ears on Kevin's is that the left ear is just a little bit down, like he's maybe a little sleepy or sad. It adds. You never know. It's because it's because the the this thing. Oh, I'm just messing with you. Yeah, that's great. I love it. Today we are talking about Jay and Silent Bob reboot. It was released on October fifteenth, twenty nineteen. My mom's birthday. Uh, directed by Kevin Smith once again. Uh, a budget of four point five million dollars. This is where things get a little weird for me. Box office of four point seven million dollars. Um, it was theatrically re- released with sessions around North America on October fifteenth and seventeenth, and had the second highest per screen average of twenty nineteen behind Parasite, thanks to its ongoing traveling roadshow. Jalen Silent Bob reboot is the first movie in history to have per screen averages over sixty k four different times in its domestic run. So, if I'm understanding that correctly. Pretty much it just means because the movie kept being released in small little spurts, it kind of it kept making a lot of money every time it did that, but it never had like one long run. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. So like Kevin actually went to one of the, the big – they did two days, right, Kev? Correct me if I'm wrong. They yeah. did two nights, like a Friday and a Saturday, where you could go see it in theaters around the country. Then when that was over with, it, you could only go see it in theaters at the road show that they were doing where they were traveling, uh, Jay and Kevin, uh, you know, showing it and then doing like Q&As afterwards. Yep. Mm. Well, there you go. There you well, go. there you have it. Runtime of Bob. one hour and 45 minutes. What we think about Jay and Silent Bob reboot? Uh, I, I'm not a fan of this movie. The comedy. Just, Why not? I just feel like this is like the... This reminds me a lot of Jay and Silent Bob, where it's like, oh, he just went with these simple jokes. But I felt like in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, the jokes were funny. And here it just seems like he doesn't understand. Like, I don't know. It seemed like he was trying to do a younger humor that he just didn't understand. Like the amount of You didn't times, like the emoji jokes? Yeah, jokes? That, that's exactly that's what I go to because it's the easiest one to point out where it's like four times we got the joke of... Yeah. Do you think they could have done the blowjob thing more? Oh, could they have done really one more? Gross. That was okay. really gross. Thank you. <laughs> but one more for Andy. I think Andy's screen flicker. He didn't see it. 
There it is. Thanks, Corey. I need all those gifts immediately. <laughs> Nick, hold on. Nick added some flair to it. <laughs> I, just wanna, I just put, wanted to get it on Nick that. didn't put it in his mouth. He, he was just licking, <laughs> licking the, the tip. <laughs> you, get the t- you get the tip wet, and then it moisturizes your forehead. <laughs> oh, my I don't, God. I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong, guys. That's he's, how not wrong. He is, anyway, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. What did you think? Uh, I'm kind of with I'm kind of with Kevin on it. I feel like uh, a lot of the humor seemed like it was really trying to relate to the youths of today, uh, and I don't know. It just felt like a lot of the same humor that I didn't like in Strike Back. All of the self-referencing humor, all of the oh, that Kevin Smith guy, he sucks. Like it just it just kept on getting overdone and, and overdone and overdone. And I just I don't know. I didn't really feel like I started to appreciate this movie until we get to Affleck's scene towards the end and we start to get sort of the theme and the emotions of of everything and uh and then you know the outro of it which gets kind of emotional i didn't feel like uh, up leading up until then i was like i don't like this at all i'm not having a good time with this at all it's interesting you say all that andy bringing up the kevin smith self-referential stuff and then the ben affleck stuff because uh this film was supposed is was dedicated to stan lee um, but the Kevin Smith character in the end of this movie was supposed to be Stan Lee. And after he died, he couldn't be like a main character in the movie, obviously. So they changed it to be Kevin Smith. Um, and for the Ben Affleck stuff, this is the first collaboration between Kevin Smith and Ben Affleck since Clerks 2 in 2006. They had a falling out, which lasted almost a decade, with Smith confessing that he has a big mouth and told too many candid stories that sometimes weren't his to tell. In early 2019, Affleck was interviewed um, for his movie Triple Frontier, uh, where he indicated that he had... I actually what? like that movie. Triple Frontier, huge hit. Everybody remembers that one. Oh, oh it, was a, it was a Netflix movie, <laughs> I think. It was, Man, it was, it was just yeah. him and the other two guys that were the triple threat, and they fucked people up. Yeah, they it was a great right. cast, actually. It was Oscar Isaac was in it as well. Um, oh. Anyways, when the, during this interview, uh, they he real, he said that he had not been contacted for a Jansson Bob reboot, but he would be available. Smith heard this, reached out to Affleck, and stated that their reunion was emotional and brought back a massive missing piece of his heart. Uh, he wrote Affleck's part, a reprise of Holden McNeil's role in Chasing Amy, into the movie one week before the end of production, with the scene shot on the very last day. Smith called the scene one of the best bits of cinema he's ever been involved with. It's absolutely magical and life-affirming and all the things I really care about now post-heart attack. And to me, this whole thing sums up these Kevin Smith movies. I feel like we just spent six, seven weeks, whatever it is, talking about like, but what's the message? And it's like, this is proof that there is no fucking message. And they're just like, they were going to release the movie without the one part that we're all like, yeah, that's yeah. it. Damn, that's that, it. That, that part was so good. Without, I'm so happy it was so good. So good. do that, yeah. But it's weird that, <laughs> I mean, maybe they would have done had someone else do something. But Exactly. There would have been something there that somehow gets to the point that Jay realizes he needs to actually be a dad, right? He needs to step up and do it. Well, uh, yeah. something that I didn't notice is, um, I, I guess... Maybe I didn't see the full bloopers. Uh, well, it wasn't even bloopers, like because they were like it seems like it's canon story that they added at the end of the the video there, after the the credits. Mm-hmm. There, there was credits, yeah. there was the one where we have uh, the dude from Mallrats. Uh, not is it Brody? Brody, yeah. We're talking about how he's married to. Um, Did um, he ever say he was married to Renee, or that he they had a ch- kid together? Oh, I guess. Well, I thought he made a comment about. Um, Something about your kids annoying your wife or something. Mm, okay. But I could be. But it seems like they, their story continued together, which is interesting, because I would not sure. have guessed that from, like, the, what they had set up there. Did you guys like the joke about real mall rats? Yeah. Oh when my he throws god. Throws the thing at them. 
Jesus Christ. This is awful. This, this, this was Here's so my hard thing. to watch for me. I'm, I'm doubling down on what I said I about Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. This is my number one. I enjoyed this movie more than the others. Didn't enjoy it much. But you loved Reboot I, more than the other ones? Yeah. Like, I feel yeah, like see, it, for it me did personally, the thing like, that I liked of, like, the, the references, and it made the universe worth it and connect, and the Ben Affleck moments. I feel like all of the cameos of our Kevin Smith Views Universe people, um, when they had their monologues, they had more good monologues in this movie than the other ones. And there was more jokes that made me laugh. There was jokes that made me laugh out loud in this. Um, but mostly because it was shock humor type shit that I didn't expect. Like the girl saying, um, blunt man with an, uh, an accent. And it made me laugh really hard. Oh, okay. I think, I think the thing I laughed at the most was the, yeah, it's just, it's just like every reboot you do it, uh, whatever. And then you add more diversity to it. Like I laughed a lot at that line and that's kind of the only line that I had a, an audible chuckle at. <laughs> See, yeah, I, I laughed at throughout. anything. I was going to say, I love anything Fred Armiston does. I love him. I oh, yeah. Hater so the hater tots. Every time he's in a seat, it's hilarious to me. Um, I think this. I think watching this movie a second time for me was um, – I didn't. I liked it less the second time I watched it. Um, but I think that I was just in a better emotional place for it the first time. And I think that it did – I like what it's trying to say, which is, you know, there's specifically a part where um, he talks about how, you know, the, your kid becomes the first act of the – or you don't have a third act of your story anymore. Yeah, you don't get a third act. Your third act is now taking is ushering the new kid through this the kid through the their first act, whatever. I like that message. I like that last scene with with Jay where he's trying to teach her something when they're standing on the quickie mart, and I like that he decides to be a dad. Um, and they did back off a lot of the other humor that I had a problem with. I mean, I think I think this movie was enjoyable for me. Like, I just don't. I think it has a lot more heart than a lot of the other films. Um, and I think it at least is for me. It's Kevin Smith's sort of like swan song about you know, his whole career, the entire, I think this actually is the fond, like the bond farewell to the views universe where you're seeing everyone come back and you're seeing the resolution of their stories. Um, and it's done in typical Kevin Smith style. And I actually like when he plays Kevin Smith on stage. I think he does a great job of that. I think where he kind of starts to wear thin for me though, is the exaggerated silent Bob. Cause I think before he used to be a little bit more subdued and now he's like, Oh, I'm like, a, I'm a little wacky clown, uh, which I think opposite of Jason Mewes, this uh, doesn't work that well. Great. Yeah, for me, I like this movie a lot. Like, I really, really like this movie. And I think it might be coming off of not loving Strikes Back and not loving Clerks 2, where I think that for me personally, like, this is still everything you're saying is correct, right? In terms of, you know, the mall rats joke, in terms of referencing all their stuff, in terms of looking at the camera, in terms of Matt Damon just being there because his Kevin Smith's wife was like, I miss Loki. And he's like, yeah, I shouldn't have killed him. She's like, you could put him in the movie. And he's like, I can. And he just does it. At which point, Jen turned to me and was like, wait, was that it? Was he just in there to say that? And I was like, yeah, that's all they're using him for. Um, all that said, it is what I like out of the View Skewverse, right? And especially into what, even though it's not the swan song, they're making another one, even though this will never end. Like, it is for me what I wish Strikes Back would have been, where it is this, hey, we're all bringing all the things together. There's something to say here. Uh, there is, these characters are moving forward, even if it wouldn't have been the same without the Ben Affleck scene they filmed, you know, with a week's notice or whatever. Like, I like this because I think this movie, again, after clerks too and i think strikes back uh, this movie is another one of kevin smith having something personal to say and granted he says it in a very 2019 kevin smith way where it is cameos and jokes that make his friends laugh and things he would have pulled from the podcast and a movie that is very much designed even though i know kevin doesn't like it but very much designed to be like fuck what a movie is like it's, i think it's even funny you know kevin was like i think it's canon because it was in the bloopers i'm like 
does the canon of the view skew verse matter anymore? Like, cause like when they're looking at the camera and referencing us and everything else, we're just along for whatever they say is going to be what it is. Right. Uh, but all that said, I enjoyed it. I laughed throughout. I thought it was uh, heartfelt. I thought, uh, I liked it as much as I liked it the first time when I watched it with like super low expectations because I missed it. I was out of town on a trip when it came through. And so I didn't get to see it till it came to uh, on demand. And so I know Kevin had always said like, oh, I didn't like it. And I went in there I thinking like, oh, man, this is going to really not hit the spot. But for me, it did. I liked watching uh, a Jay and Silent Bob that are older and also are no longer like not getting away with it because obviously they still get away with all their shit, but are older and to the point where they have to start making real decisions and have real conversations and I liked watching Jay evolve into a dad. I liked everybody moving on. I liked that, you know, Justice had talked shit about Jay. Uh, what was it? Come quick thumb dick or whatever. <laughs> like, like, this is come quick thumb dick? Like, there I, was, I, I enjoyed all that. I, I felt like this is the first movie that I felt worried for Jay as a human being. Totally. Because he just looked really rough. And he performed rough. And it just, I think this is like one of my, I think his weakest performance on camera. And I don't know if that's like, I, it just felt like uh, like when a when a someone who goes through a lot of drug issues has their teeth replaced and stuff, and they yeah. they they talk different, they feel different. And I feel like even though this is, even though Clerks One was his first movie, and he was like the most nervous in that, and uh, Kevin Smith said that he was really nervous to talk and read lines and stuff. I feel like this might be one of his worst performances, just in terms of acting. I feel like. We've, we've gotten better Jays throughout all the movies, and then this one just feels like it. it's like watching a, a, like a wrestler that just doesn't have it anymore, you know? Yeah. Kinda it's weird, too, because I, I, I agree with you on that. I also feel like Jay's character was written in a way that Jay's never been written before. And like it wasn't just, oh, he has a kid, so now he's changing. It's like even before that, I was like, this doesn't feel like Jay and Silent Bob. Like this feel like not even the Jay and Silent Bob from Strikes Back. They felt like totally different characters, not ones that have even grown from Clerks too. It's so funny how many movies there are, and it's like they've been in all of them. Like going back to Clerks One, it's like it was we we all kind of praised it because it was like oh this feels like a a a really good student film, and I feel like this one feels like a pretty good college humor sketch that is an hour and forty five minutes long. And like I don't hate that. I like that yeah, kind of stuff. So I think that's maybe why it it. it worked for me a little bit more um because it does have a little bit more heart but those do at, at times as well but um just with all the cameos and all the like that type of stuff it was fun to see people pop up and there was definitely a couple celebrity appearances that i wasn't expecting um but well, i, and I like that it's long from zach and mary yeah that, chris that hemsworth is the best chris cool. hemsworth in this movie yeah. is the best i want an hour and a half so of good. that hologram talking to you where he's like <laughs> don't touch me don't, don't help me, me. don't do any yeah. of that stuff no, but what man, I, I liked about the the setup of this movie being a like shot for shot remake yeah. almost of um, the first movie was we kind of knew the plot beats to expect, and I liked the way they twisted. I'm like, I liked that once we saw the set of Blunt Man and Chronic, it was like we knew that we were about to get some celebrity appearances, and it was like, who's it going to be? Didn't expect Val Kilmer. Like that's that was funny to me, and I think that this movie succeeded at playing with my expectations in that way. Also, definitely didn't expect to see Chris Jericho. That was random as hell. Yeah, that was very <laughs> random. <laughs> 
stick around because afterwards hater tots <laughs> um yeah i mean for me like i just i kind of just like some of the messaging here right which is kind of there's a lot of meta stuff happening not the least of which is kevin smith sort of addressing a lot of the criticisms he's had and i think he does that through the j character right the j character i think to me in a lot of ways is kevin smith's sort of career where it started as this ridiculously farcical character and then after having gone through all of these experiences the biggest of which was having the kid it finally had to grow up and become a real like a real three-dimensional human being and there's that great line at the end of it where um, I forget I forget what he says, but it's something to the degree of like, hey, your kid ruined your or Kevin Smith had a kid and it ruined his career, which was a big criticism. I think a lot of people had because he didn't have the edge anymore. And then, of course, Harley Quinn herself, who is the kid that people were criticizing, like fires back. And she's like, you ruined your own career, buddy. Uh, and it's very true, because if you watch the movie that came out before this, which was Yoga Hosers, it is arguably the worst movie ever made. Um, and so I think that might have also been something I reacted to when I watched this the first time was that I watched uh, Tusk and then uh, Yoga Hosers. And I thought, Kevin, someone should check on Kevin Smith because the man has <laughs> lost his mind. He's clearly suffering from I, some sort of delusional drug induced. Well, I, I feel like, yeah, the weed has kind of changed how he the makes weed movies. Has changed. And for me, this movie had a clarity to it and a message to it that I just thought was a welcome change. And, and it, it kind of a welcome back to, oh, it's like, okay, it's old school Kevin Smith. Is he the best filmmaker on the planet? No. Is some of the convoluted messaging there? Yeah. Do we have a moment where he goes, would you guys like some hater tots? And I think to myself, I should go get some Chris Gut fries or some, some tater tots from Carl's Jr. right now. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Um, but there I were think, multiple you know, moments, Nick, where I was like, I feel Nick's like Nick laugh. wrote this scene. 100%. <laughs> like, that's that's not a compliment but, for anyone, right? <laughs> no, God, no. But you know, there's a, there's a moment where there's a moment where Jay goes, they're about to they're about to part for the first time. I think it's in the beginning of the third act where he go, or he's talking to Harley Quinn and he goes, you know what, your dad. Um, I feel I feel sorry for your dad because you're pretty cool and he missed out like he missed out on being your dad and he starts crying and I start crying because I'm like this is actually like a heartfelt scene and, and especially if you know the fact that you know Jason Mewes has been her uncle for her entire life you know since she was born and and they actually have that relationship and they have that chemistry together um, I think a lot of it works despite itself which I think ends up being my my that's my feedback for every Kevin Smith movie is that a lot of it works despite itself. Uh, and no, well, not all of it, but some of it works despite itself. And when it does, it, it's really, it, for me, it works. And then we get to the Ben Affleck scene and I'm like, you know, to, to me, that was Ben Affleck and, and, and Kevin Smith sort of like mending fences and him coming back and saying, you know, all the stuff that happened before us, it just kind of just doesn't matter anymore. Cause we got these kids and, and we got to, you know, those are the life now. And that's, and it's really about priorities and like what matters, which I think was good couple facts for you guys uh, that are fun. So Will Ferrell was approached to reprise his role, but because of scheduling stuff, he had to so pass. Um, and then the the appearance of Grant Hicks from Dogma confirms that God brought all the people back that uh, Bartleby killed yeah. rather than taking them to heaven. So that's a fun little thing for Dogma. Um, and then this one's just for you, Nick. Um, this is the second film in history that features roles for two different actors who played live action Batman in movies. Um, ben Affleck and Val Kilmer. The other is Out of Sight in 1998, featuring oh, yeah. George Clooney. Michael George Clooney. Yeah. There you go. There wow. you go. Great movie. Also, uh, fun fact about that one: uh, I believe Michael Keaton's character in Out of Sight is the same character he played in that uh, that other Elmore Leonard, Quentin Tarantino movie, Jackie Brown. Same character. Really? Uh, yeah, that FBI character popped up in a lot of Elmore Leonard's books, apparently, or may have a couple of them. And when they made the movies, they were like, let's get Michael Keaton back and have him play that character again. Pretty, pretty funny. Cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I would say two little notable cameos is Amy at the end is uh, Jason's daughter. Yeah. Oh, and... so cute. And she's adorable. She's like 
the most adorable kid you She's ever seen. She's very cute. And then the, the bailiff that lets them into the court is Jason Mewes' wife. Oh, cool. Dude, first off. Cameras, you might not know. Can we, have a, can we have a moment and just talk about Craig Robinson? Can we just talk about how much of a natural treasure that man is? The scene where she's like, where, where they're going back and forth, and he's like, "You're really funny. You should be a stand-up comedian." And he's like, she's like, "I have a stand-up comedian. I'm sure I, oh, I'll go to that." <laughs> it's so good. I hate all these scenes. Like, I love them. I think that's not what the real world is like. That. That's what we loved about. Like, that's what I loved about uh, all the Kevin Smith, the like, originals. The first, yeah, the originals yeah. that yeah. like. You know, they, they felt like real scenarios with, like, real people interacting. And all of these – there's so many scenes in here where it's like, wow. Like, this is not – I mean, not, this all, is just not all of them, though. Like, dude, clerks didn't feel like real people. Clerks didn't yeah, feel like did. real people. It, it, it felt, felt like silly real and, and, like, hyper-realistic. The only ones that feel somewhat real to me I mean, are, like, Like, Dogma is the only <laughs> Well, Dogma is – I mean, that's surreal as well. Like, for me, yeah, well, clerks – <laughs> For me, like all like Kevin Smith's best when he's not grounded, when he has something to say, but he's doing it through you know farcical means. Um, and I just think, I mean, if, if this movie had been a slightly better quality and they tweaked a couple of things, it could have it could have been a lot better. But for me, Tim, I think you hit the nail on the head where where it's it's just a, a slightly better cut above college humor movies. Um, and you know it's going to be that level when you see the intro of credits and the production company oh like something me and Andy worked on in Cinema 4D for like 15 and there's seconds. 15 of them. And it's there's 15 remind, of them. It reminded me of the Family Guy intro. Oh, God. Like, All right, time to watch a movie. And there's like a new thing that's like, oh, we're going on an adventure. Oh, okay. It's just the production company. All right. And then, <laughs> and the next one yeah. starts. It's like, all right, time to, time to buckle down. Like, yeah. It just never ended, I mean, man. Yeah, but I do agree, like, Kev, I do agree that I think he's I think he's a little bit more meandering later, you know, where I think Chasing Amy had much more of a point to it. I think this one is, I, I think you're right. I think they kind of had to find the point somewhere in there. I think Kevin Smith kind of like, I mean, knew it, what it he wanted to get like at. like the but... point, like, fell on his lap a week and a half before everything was done. Well, for that one scene, sure. But I think but the, I feel I think like the that... character arc for Jay was supposed to be that he gets to the end and realizes that being a dad yeah, is cool. Sure. Like, he what had... his, what the point of his life is going to be from now he on. He has his moment where he's in front of the, the quick stop and... But I, I do feel like that wouldn't have meant as much unless we had that moment with uh, uh, ben. Uh, ben Affleck. Yeah, yeah. 100%. 100%. But also it, shout out to – It's very good. Uh, like I'm very happy that that happened because like that almost makes the movie worth it for me where it's like that chasing Amy. Like like the end of that story is just such a like, oh, man, what a beautiful way to like look at him. He's He's got Amy as his little daughter running around. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. This movie, um, this movie my, was worth being made simply because they named the daughter Millennium Falcon, and that's yes, the coolest that's fucking awesome. thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I didn't get on it. Um, <laughs> one of the other things, this is how I know I'm old, by the way, aside from the fact that Ben at Please Be Excited keeps telling me, um, is that every, when she goes, she has a line, or what's her name, uh, uh, Joy Lauren Adams has a line where she goes, I'm going to go have a smoke, um, and then I'll see you in a second. And my first thought was, you know, you're a mom. You can't be smoking cigarettes. You're cutting your life down. <laughs> and then what's with the secondhand smoke for this kid? And then Ben Affleck? Oh, my God. I feel bad for the kid. Let's get to the plot. I have green flashing. I'm just pissed off, Greg. God I'm damn sorry. it, Andy. You know what I mean? <laughs> I asked you to bring your A game. One out of Andy, five shows. Fucking webcams, man. I don't get it, dude. You also sound quiet. Uh, welcome yeah. to Jay and Silent Bob Reboot, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we begin in nice Leonardo right at the beginning. Just a quick little subtle burn. Fuck Sorry. you. <laughs> Fuck everyone. Uh, we begin in Leonardo, New Jersey, outside the Quick Stop, where one Dante Hicks is once again opening up uh, the Quick Stop you know and love. 
What do you got for me, Nick? Why do they make this guy have a goatee? No one's had a goatee in 20 years. <laughs> Why does he have it? This is Why? this is what Dante looks like. Why is he still wearing the same combat boots, Nick? It's because boots that that I could get away with because those have come back off. in vogue, and that could be okay. That could You're be. You're telling me, 1994 but, to 2019, this man hasn't changed from combat boots. Now, granted, I've been wearing Converse my whole life, but that's a comfortable shoe. First off, they're combat not boots are very comfortable. Combat boots very comfortable and they're very versatile, especially if you're going someplace that has snakes and high grass. And third, uh, <laughs> listen, dude, there's very you true, know my rules true. on things you shouldn't do past thirty, right? Yeah, you DJ shouldn't skateboard anymore. Uh, you shouldn't tell your friends secrets at all. Just keep the secrets to yourself. No more. And number four is you just should not have a goatee past thirty. Just don't do it. Full beard or nothing. I say. Where's Randall? Yeah. So I think it had a falling there, out. By there the was point. actually yeah, during blackout, right? Yeah, over Clerks three, right? Or am I wrong, Kev? No, I I think you're right. But like yeah. in the story, like I I caught something that I hadn't before, which is the line when when the cops are all there and he's like, I can tell you where Randall is. I can tell you where Randall is. So like, I wonder if they're just gonna gloss over that because RTS or that's the name of the video store, right? Yep. yep. Uh, was closed down. Like so, and like that's. I imagine he was supposed to be running that after uh, Clerks Two. No, the uh, the kid was the kid was supposed to be what's his uh, Eli, uh, Elias. Elias. Elias, yeah. Elias Elias never, well, but, we're yeah, he's some, yeah. We're right. making some jumps here. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they never clarified if they bought just the Quick Stop or if they bought the whole mini market. I just, I just they, they bought the whole mini market. market. Yeah. Yeah. When they say the stores, they mean the stores. Actually, good Got enough. It. Okay. And so, yeah, I mean, like, if we're getting into this minutiae of it, yeah, I think Randall's fine. I just think Dante was opening that day. I think but, that RTS still has its sign up, but Coxsmokers is over it. So I think, yeah, just as you'd imagine, a video store has gone out of business in the, what, how many years has it been? The 13 years since we last checked in in this universe. Yeah, and but then, also uh, that, uh, I feel the like he implied- wasn't on the panel. He wasn't on the clerk's panel. No, no, no. I'm, well, yeah, we're getting away from that. I, that oh, that's okay. back we're talking to the, the real world. again. Yeah, that's back to the real world discrepancy of like, yeah, Jeff uh, Jeff Graves had a falling out with not Kevin Smith, but I guess Miramax or whoever it was who oh, had the yeah, clerk's rights, money. owed him a bunch of money and didn't do it. So he was like, fuck you guys, I'll never do it again. Oh, and okay. that's why like Kevin's gone and done like live readings of Clerks 3. Not the Clerks 3 that's actually getting made, but Clerks 3, what it was before. And I think in the time since this movie rap production, that's all been made up and Randall is back. Jeff Graves is back for whatever the next Clerks is. Oh, cool. Okay. But there was a thing where money was owed. So yeah, his character wasn't like on the pan in this movie at all. Not because I, this is what I understand from like the headlines and paragraphs I'll read here and there. I'm just like, it's not that he has a problem with Kevin Smith. It's that he has a problem with the money owed. The distribution to his whole thing. Okay. Jeff yeah. Anderson. Oh, my yeah. apologies. Yeah. Thank you. Who's what was Jeff I saying? Graves? Jeff Randall Graves. Randall Graves is the character. There we yeah. go. Uh, it like, could also Greg Tim. It could also have been someone that Greg went to junior high with, and he's going to have five minutes. But Connor Dow makes sense when you think about it. Did he, did he not imply that Dante, or did not did Dante not imply that the cops were looking for Randall when he no. was like, "I know where the, I didn't get I, that. I know where Randall is. Like, I can give you his information." Like, no, I just I thought, thought I saw what happened. Yeah, I thought it was that idea of like you must. You're, the cops yeah. are here to arrest somebody. They're arresting me. They got to be Randall, clearly want right? Randall Graves. I'll, I'll throw Randall under the bus. Mm. Hold on, the house is voted that I need to shut the windows because oh, no, I'm yelling I about. Thought, no, I, I understand what you're saying, Lucy James. I thought he already had shut the windows. God damn it! You know what I mean? <laughs> it's Tuesday. It's 
Are we worried about the spirit of the children outside hearing you talk? Yeah, about well, whenever we start talking about Kevin Smith movies, you know you're about to get into some pussies and cocks. You know Jesus what I'm saying, right, Lucy? Come, come on, you know, man. man. Yeah. <laughs> well, why did you make? Why did you make Lucy pound to that? Why did you make her pound to that? No. You owe her an apology and money. You pay her why money for that. You know what I mean? She's doing you, a charity stream with Troy Baker. Pre- she she felt so pressured to pound you on that one, man. I mean, she has to. And that is a weird quote out of context. Back to the story. No, it's just that no, they, he, it's. Just yeah, Randall uh, in in the world. I think Dante was just ready to flip on Randall. Clearly, he they're not here to arrest me. I've done nothing wrong. Clearly, Randall's a bad person, as we find out multiple times. Uh, however, they're not there. They are just getting uh, Dante out of the way so that they can go uh, all in on this cock smokers, uh, uh, hot box and chicken place, which they have discovered with their SWAT team is actually a front for marijuana. Andy, have you ever heard of reefer madness? That's what's mm-hmm. happening here. I know you 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 you're straight edge, man. You took a dare pledge and you took it to the grave, and I appreciate exactly. that about you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they, they show up. It, I forget this comedian's name. Do you, do you know him, Nick? The guy who's like leading the charge. And I'm then the, the, the cop who's like the, risky, the rookie cop or whatever, the shaky gun. He's uh, Polka Dot Man and James Gunn's Suicide Squad, but I forget his name. And he's from Ant Man as well. But yeah. here you go. And I'm not going to be able in this giant cast of characters to be able to pull that out of my ass fast enough to tell you. Um, oh, it's, it's, uh, uh, Donnell it's Randall Park, right? Donnell is Rawlings. It, is it Randall Park? No. 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 Yeah, he was the cop in Ant Man, right? Yeah, no, no, no. You're confusing two things I said. The well, yeah, I guess actually you're you're, you're actually that checks out too. No, this guy is the guy who's uh, Ant Man's friend. Yeah, Russian Ant Man friend who d- runs the locksmith business with. Oh, he, the guy was the, the guy was in the Dark Knight, like yeah. in that one scene of the Dark yeah. Knight where he's like, yeah, yeah, he doesn't exactly, exactly. he's crazy. Yeah, that guy is like it's like Sh- Damien Schmel or something like that. Or Chazelle. Yeah, no, that's the guy that did La La Land. Forget about it. Let's move on. It doesn't matter. Oh, never gonna be, this is going to be a long recap for reasons yeah, I didn't see coming. <laughs> no, instead what it is is that they scream for Jane Silent Bob to come out. They understand that this is a grow house. This is all a front. Come on out. You have to come out. Uh, they fire in some tear gas and they kind of smoke it because they're, they're pot smokers. And then finally, uh, Jay comes out with two plants in his hand and Bob comes out eventually. And he's like, drop the plants. And, and Jay hears, what? Drop the pants. So he takes off his pants, drops his pants, and does Nick's favorite part. And well, Lucy James part. Is the best it. part of Clerks too. And it was so disappointing to see this joke done like this. Yeah. It did. Like, it was probably right, done. You don't. You don't get there it. It needed to be Kevin. If I'm not wrong, and, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but there needed to be a lot more reverence paid to this joke, a lot more setup, and a lot more payoff. It's a he great joke. I wanted the song to come in. I wanted him to start moving. I wanted to cut back to Randall Park. Like, what's he doing? What is happening? And then they cut wider and the pants start coming down. And then it's like, is that shaved into a heart? And then, I'm crawling, falling, goodbye. For me personally, this was the one, if you remember, this was like the teaser, the trailer they dropped for it or whatever. And I, this is when I watched it and I was like, oh my God, this movie's going to be awful. That's yeah, I appreciate uh, that he shaved his pubes though. Yeah, I, he had a heart shaved in the pubes, I, right? I believe he's had them like that since he did Zack and Mary make a porno where he first shaved them into a uh, Kevin checks a in every so often. <laughs> I think on, what a uh, yeah. Uh, let's tweet I, at Jason Mewes and say, "What's the current state of your pubes right now?" He'll probably watch the picture. I think what hurts the joke. What hurts the joke is that we just saw this movie a week ago. Like we just no, it was just, a bad joke, Andy. It's just like, such they, a nonsensical no, jump. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the that's what hands I mean, back down. Because yeah, that's exactly. what cops, cops ask you to do, right? Exactly. Really bad, yeah. Yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. And then, yeah, there's this whole, whole <laughs> argument of, like, he has no dick. What, what do I do? And he's like, no, he's got a dick. He's just got a tugged back. Uh, <laughs> that part got me. He's not a dick. No, he's, he's just tucked back. It's tucked back. <laughs> of course it got Nick. The, <laughs> the amount of times I, I was sitting there, I was just like, 
Uh, I can feel Nick laughing somewhere. <laughs> you know what's funny also is that I watched This is how I know I like this movie. I watched it with my wife. And at the end of it, she said, well, that was absolutely terrible. And I was still laughing from whatever the, the prior joke that happened. Because <laughs> there's some funny shit in the credit. I think it was Chris Hemsworth. I was like, Chris Hemsworth is a goddamn national yeah, treasure. He's he great. should be president. Um, real quick, time out from back from the real world. Andy, while we do this, can you make a thumbnail for Games Daily? They're freaking out on the thumbnails channel because nobody made one because none of us were on it. Uh, um, yeah. back to the show. Um, they take Jane and the Bob into custody for uh, doing this and having their weed business. And then we get the title credits, and then we're over to the courtroom where one Craig Robinson is in fact the the judge and Joe Magalhaes, the Deathstroke himself, the Terminator is the yeah. bailiff or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I with such a clever name too, jury and executioner, or Jerry and executioner is the judge's name. Yeah, you're like, good That's job, Kevin. Good job. Tried hard on that one. Think yeah. a man's joke. I felt like this next little bit where they're just talking about like, oh, well, you guys are back. It's like, oh, it's funny. We've we've heard about them going to like dealing with court stuff, the but cops like before, yeah. But like, I never thought of them as like constantly being in jail or like like being in court. So that that also struck me as like, huh, that never. Never thought that they they uh, would be like you know knowing the there was actual the, repercussions for their for their stuff yeah you know what I mean I didn't, they you don't know get that either, caught they got like caught Jane that Sun. one time and he went to like yeah. Uh, rehab. rehab yeah yeah I always think of them as the guys that are just the lovable scamps that just get away with it all you're like oh, I'll give them a pass it's just Jane Silent Bob yeah agree with all that too I, and I think it goes back to what we were talking earlier of the early movies being at least more grounded in reality before I think dogma splinters it right where obviously you're telling a fantastical story because that's what it is but it also we never recover from that into a, a semblance of there's rules to this universe anymore it's all you know I think as much as we loved that movie Jay and the Bob strike back right is then just nonsense and shootouts which are you know comical or whatever like we're talking about for comedies at the time shootouts from four feet away and nobody's getting hit and everybody's gonna be okay kind of thing yeah but to your point yeah that, that, that happens here um, Justin Long walks in he's going to represent jay and silent bob uh before then he has him sign some paperwork uh, you know uh, bob wants to read it jay says no way and they sign it uh, all set and they're all ready to go um justin long what is he what nick what does he say his grinder name is <laughs> fuck i forget dick it's, wolf uh, dick yeah. wolf <laughs> that was funny dude, there were so yeah, many law and order right? jokes there yeah. dude. it was fucking dying dude oh, man. Yeah, it yeah, rem- yeah. but it like it there was how much was i love one... justin long but no, like it wasn't one no, I'm saying like it was one joke. It was just Dick Wolf, right? No, it wasn't. Just, he did the whole thing of the, the you know, the he says does the intro to Law and oh, Order, right. the criminal, yeah. justice, criminal justice, system, justice system, two sides, two yeah, separate yeah. but equal. We yeah, watch every Law and Order. Order. We love that. I, I like that. I laughed at all that, uh, and I like the Justin Long shitty or sl- you know swarmy lawyer or whatever. Uh, he's there to represent him, so they started up. Uh, you know, the uh, the attorney for New Jersey wants them thrown out because they're running this uh, illegal grow house, and uh, Justin Long says he's there that, that these people. Are were hired by Saban Films, the people who made money more from Power Rangers. It's like, well, they do more stuff than that now. And then they get into some nerdy ass Power Rangers shit that I was like, oh my, they got into Zeo shit. I was like, all right, guys, that's deeper than I expected. But it was like not funny. Like it wasn't. No, it was just referencing things. And then they sing like the Power Ranger song, which again is just like something that you add into a high school play where you're like, oh, what if we just like sing the song? Like that'll pad time. What, yeah, it's just it's such a weird joke that doesn't really add anything of value. Like, let's sing the let's have Craig Robinson sing the Power Rangers song, and then we'll be like, oh, nice. They they know the thing that we know. Like, I don't know, it's just I hate. I don't it think all. Craig Robinson had a script. Period for this. This whole scene, I thought, is very awkward. I, I like yeah. Justin Long, and I like. Uh, 
I like his performance here. And but like even the whole like Craig Robinson and Joe Magalawa like fucking around with each other and we're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna suck balls, ain't asshole. And it's like, all right, like I get it. But again, it's like back to what we're talking about. If there's no rules to this world, so just like so are you cool judges and bailiffs or not? I don't know. What does it matter? Nick, um, it's Magnia, Magnia Elbow, remember? Yes, I do remember, Andy. <laughs> um, <laughs> the best episode of KF oh, I've ever please. created. Uh, I do <laughs> want to give a shout out to Frankie Shaw, though, who plays the uh, the district attorney. And I, I, I've i loved her ever since uh, she was on Blue Mountain State, which is one of my all-time favorite shows that no one should ever watch. Never watch it. But it's great. Why not watch it? It's just every time I recommend that to anyone, they're like, "This is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life." It's fucking I, I hilarious. Can't stop laughing. Oh, okay, I, I was like, "No, yeah, no." That's, okay, so, I mean, yeah, remember how it, she's there's just no the best way it. it holds up, but it's, oh god, no, politically at least, but it's oh, fucking god, no. <laughs> Um, he says that they were hired to do this movie pop up to they're promoting a movie. That's all this was. It was a misunderstanding. Here, are the the paperwork's to prove it. Okay, James, Donald, Bob, you're not guilty this time. Uh, great. Next court case on the docket is Saban Films versus James on the Bob. Uh, Justin just walks over to the next table, <laughs> sits down. I like going to, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, it's basically uh, Saban Films bought the rights to Jane Silent Bob Strike Back or Jane Silent or I'm sorry, Blunt Man and Chronic, uh, the movie from 2001. Uh, they're you know in their effort to reboot it, they bought it for what was it thirty seven hundred dollars off Craigslist, paid too much. Movie sucks balls and asshole. Um, <laughs> And that, yeah, now, so now that they own that, they own all the characters within, including Jane Silent Bob, meaning that these two clowns can't use that their name anymore because that's, you know, they're profiting off of our thing and they can't be Jane Silent Bob. Uh, I have contracts to back that up, presents the contracts, uh, and that's it. Craig Robinson, the judge, decrees that, that you can no longer be Jane Silent Bob. Uh, gavel, you know what I mean? Um, from there. Gavel noise? Why did the gavel sound like a, like yeah, a walk dying bird? <laughs> it's not like that. It's also a little bit too much like Law and Order. Like, dung, dung. that's what's in my yeah. head in terms of the pacing, right? But, but yeah, yeah. That's not, you know, like, there it is. Oh, that sounded better. much better. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, uh, from there, they go to the only place that makes sense the mall, not Eden Prairie, just some other mall, right? Uh, I don't know if, if Eden Prairie has maybe been super, you know, redone, but I also doubt they spent the budget to go film outside of a mall in Minnesota. I digress. Uh, they go to the mall, which is, of co- course, completely almost abandoned. It's destroyed. There's nothing going on in it except for Brody's secret stash. That's right. Brody from uh, Mall Rats is back. His uh, shop has moved in from uh, Red Bank, New Jersey, or uh, whatever it was in New Jersey before it was in Red Bank, uh, to the mall now. Uh, notably in here, of course, we are given our first uh, tributes to Stanley. Uh, they have a display of Stanley's sweater uh, there, and then Brody's trademark weird shirt with the multi-head thing twisting from all rats is now just a Stanley uh, shirt underneath his uh, white shirt with his uh, brown coat over it. Uh, here, Jane's on the Bob laid all out for Brody Man uh, that you know, hey, guess what? We they we lost our names. We can't use our names anymore. This fucking sucks. What are we gonna do? Thing. Uh, Brody brings up, well, you know, of course, this is probably more related to them rebooting the movie. What are you talking about? Again, this is you know not shot for shot, but pretty close to what exactly what it was in Jane's on the Bob Strike Back, which plays into a joke coming up, but. It is revealed through the back of a comic book that uh, Blunt Man and Chronic, or Blunt Man V Chronic, is going is going to be coming out soon. Uh, it, it's got Melissa Benoist as uh, Chronic, right? Chronic. Yeah, and, Chronic. and then yeah, Blunt Man, right. Blunt Man is uh, Val Kilmer, and it's them riffing off uh, Batman v Superman. They're sh- sh- staring each other's down. Uh, this is when you know who'd want to 
sequel to that and he's like well, or a remake to that it's not a remake it's a reboot what's a reboot and they get into all these things we were talking about earlier of the uh, minutia of a reboot versus remake versus sequel and reboot yeah being that you know you take the story that already existed you put a more diverse cast with younger people in it and you shit it out you piss off both audiences the old and the new because the movie sucks a lot of references the easter eggs uh during the scene like the comic books that he's putting on the stands all of them yeah. have some reference to kevin smith in some way uh whether it's books that he wrote before or uh captain marvel where captain marvel in the movie had stanley reference yeah uh more rats more rats yeah yeah that's very cool, cool. uh <laughs> I wasn't a big fan of of most of this. I do like the little like where he's talking shit about all the movies, and then they go to Marvel, and he's like, "No, you shut up! Like Marvel's the best. <laughs> it's the only thing that I live for." Yeah, yeah, I live for those movies. All right, I die for those movies. Can I get a uh, um, just a quick reminder as to what the Easter egg was in Captain Marvel? Uh, when really good uh, when uh, Captain Marvel herself, uh, the titular character from the film, sure, uh, chases uh, the shape-shifting alien whose name escapes me onto the bus or whatever, right? Yeah. The train. Uh, he, she starts going uh, like seat to seat looking and eventually she comes across a uh, man reading a Mallrats script and she pushes it down and it's uh, Stan Lee practicing his line from Mallrats. And she he smiles, she smiles and then she goes about it and finds that it's grandmother and fights her. Okay, uh, that's really the cool. best. Why am I blanking on what's the shape shift? Scroll, scroll. He, she was chasing a scroll. Sorry, I wasn't prepared to shift gears that fast. That's okay, um, Greg. You're, you're right on it, bro. Thank you, brother. Uh, <laughs> so back to this movie, Jane Silent Bob Reboot. Again, this is all laid out. Here's what we're doing. Here's what we're rebooting. Here's, here, how's, here's how it's going. I think this is the first time we get our, you know, Blowing a chronic again. Who would pay for that? And everybody, and the, you know, they look at the camera and wink at us because, hey, you're paying for it again. And you're doing it again. Um, this is also, yeah, you know, the, he moved here because the rent's cheaper. The only downside is the mall rats. <laughs> I didn't see any kids out there. No, the actual rats. And then he throws something at a mall rat that squeaks. Um, but yeah, it's laid out that, hey, this is all happening again. We got to go back to Hollywood. We got to stop this film from getting made so we can get our fucking names back. Silent Bob. Come on, we're going back to Hollywood. Nooch. Uh, they uh, yeah, there's a bunch of nooch, and they do the whole thing of cue the music again. Not fucking weird. But I like it. I do like it. It makes me. I I watching this movie. I thought that one of the facts when I looked him up this morning was going to be that if you play both Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back and reboot at the same time, it would match up, and it's not the case, which I think is weird because it because it feels like. It is so one for one to the point that I was like, oh, now this is what's going to happen. And then something happened. Or, oh, there's about to be a cameo. And then there was a cameo. It's like, yeah, we are. Um, so now, you know, in hey, James on the bottom, learning and growing, they go to the airport rather than do some weird cross country bus or anything for free. They go to the airport uh, where Molly Shannon is uh, going to be their ticket agent here uh, at Southwest Airlines. Of course, this will immediately reference Kevin Smith's falling out with Southwest Airlines, who decreed him too fat to fly that one time. And it was a huge fucking deal. And like it went nuclear for Southwest and, you know, Kevin Smith, obviously a different time. Um However, though, Molly Shane is there. She's got a southern accent. And, he, and Jay's like, that's not really a Jersey accent. She's like, oh, I'm from South Jersey. And they're like, oh, makes sense. Uh, basically, yeah, they need to go to Hollywood, California. There's the, the, At the end, they show there's a whole subplot or whatever. Long-running joke of Hollywood, uh, Florida, which I liked. I wish they would have kept that. Why, uh, why was that Why, why was that a funny joke? Just because there's a Hollywood, Florida? Because, yeah, no. who in their right mind hears, like, we got to go to Hollywood? And they're like, oh, Florida? Florida. <laughs> like, that's not okay. how you do it. I, 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 feel like like I said I was going to Paris, and you were like, Oh, Paris, yeah, uh, Texas? Missouri? No, Paris, Paris, France. Paris, California. <laughs> um, 
So anyways, uh, she's all set to do it. Let's get you on there. Uh, can I get your names? <laughs> she, they manufacture fake names this, immediately. And she's, and she's like, all right, those sound like fake names. And he's like, well, here's the real thing. I'm Jay and Silent Bob. And you can't do the thing because of our names or whatever. She's like, let's just try Jay and Silent Bob, which also sound like fake names. <laughs> I thought that was funny. <laughs> and they dumped out all this change that they the little fuck you money bag. They dump out all this change that they were going to use to pay for the thing. And she says, oh, I'm sorry, there's a weight problem, which then this is again, like, let's drive home this real world thing here uh wait you're saying he's too fat to fly again you know since he went vegan he's lost all this weight i have to call him snack pack and all these different references here instead of saying fly fat ass fly i have to say fly what is it fly small ass fly or whatever it is low fat fat. okay low fat ass fly uh again this is to your point earlier of like getting into what jason how jason muse acts 13 years later no that's not right is it the 2006 to 2019 i think so yeah 13 years later uh like this was the one where yeah to andy's point earlier i really felt like his pacing was off and like i it was there was a lot being said here that didn't sound like him or whatever i think i adjust to it as you go out through the movie but even on my second viewing i was like all right cool i'm still trying to get into this granted we're coming off of watching all these movies back to back to back to back um she's like no not fucking wait you idiots like you're on a no fly list because you're part of a terrorist organization known as the clit and she and he's like ah oh, fuck right that did happen that is a real thing uh and she's like you know though you can t- get a, a ride you can get a, ri- a ride through ride me is that it the, the app service here that's their uber or whatever you pull it out you do this thing so go ahead and do that and they're like all right cool we'll do that uh bob pulls it out turns out they need a credit card uh, this is immediately solved by getting in another cameo from this is uh ralph garman is that right yeah, yeah, that is an off-call. His actually. co-host. So his like, co-host I'm going to read it to you very slowly and his, very loud. Is <laughs> his uh, co-host from Hollywood Babylon? Uh, he walks off the elevator, yeah, and does this whole reading very loudly thing. And again, it's literally just inserted so they can give him a cameo. <laughs> and then he's Bob just putting all the information in. Uh, they step outside, and Merkin picks them up. This is uh, Fred Armisen, as you said earlier, Nick of uh, Portlandia fame. There, and I also think it's super fucking funny. I don't. I've tried to watch Portlandia. It's a little too Portlandia for me. But er, every time, I, every time I see Fred Armisen, I just, I he just makes me laugh. He just is so. You know what it is? Because there's always a moment where you're like, he's gonna break. He's gonna break, and he's gonna start laughing in the scene, and yeah. everyone else is gonna start laughing in the scene, and it's so Saturday Night Live. And I just, I think he's just a delightful human being. I His cameo in Broad City is one of the fucking funniest scenes. Oh, the baby, the big baby. Yeah. Oh man, that is really funny. <laughs> yeah, Fred Ar- Fred Armisen does remind me of uh, even like a character. I mean, I don't think he's as good. I think it's a weird comparison. Why am I making this comparison? But even like John Hamm, when John Hamm pops up, I'm like, I love when he pops up and stuff. Oh and yeah, I, I totally agree. With, I totally agree no, with uh, with Fred Armisen. Where yeah, he just has this. You know, whatever he's doing, he's gonna bring like a level of, of like high hilarity to it and it's God. it's always great i'm but so does I'm, he bring hilarity we'll have to find out in just a second because i want to tell you shoot. about our sponsor ladies and gentlemen this episode is brought to you by honey we all shop online a lot but did you know you can make online shopping even better you can with honey honey is the free online shopping tool that saves you money online honey automatically finds the best promo codes and applies them to your cart uh, which makes online shopping finally feel as easy as it's supposed to be um i recently bought even more hue lights and i got some really sweet deals uh thanks to honey giving me that i was just on best buy looking at some stuff next thing i know boom i was saving a whole bunch of cash dollar dollar bills y'all um Let's see. 
Uh, Honey has found over 17 million members, over $2 billion in savings, and not using Honey is literally passing up free money. It's so free. It's so easy. You just uh, click it, it installs in a few seconds, and then you don't need to do any more work. Anytime you're buying something, it just automatically does it for you, and you're just saving money. Um, plus, it's now part of the PayPal family. Everyone can trust PayPal. You can get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash morning. That's joinhoney.com slash morning. They also have this thing where they give you, I forget I forget what they call them, honey bucks or something. Honey coins. Um, honey p- coins? Yep. Points? What do you say? I said coins. And Oh, honey gold. We're both, we're all wrong. Honey, honey gold. gold. But like, yeah, certain places you get like this credit and then you're, just, you're not only saving money, you're getting free money that you can use on other things later. It's it's super awesome. I know Joey just did that for something. So joinhoney.com slash morning to check that out. Was Fred Armisen funny? I think yeah. so. Turns out and I love tater yeah. shots. Those are two of my favorite things. Uh, that's the thing, of course, is Fred drives them. <laughs> He's going to drive them to Hollywood, California from New Jersey. Um, yeah, he did. We get a, Fred's whole backstory. There's a few different things happening here. Uh, Jane and Bob smoke a, a, a blunt, a joint. I don't even know. I'm not, I don't do the Yeah, they're three last strands of their like weed. No, they don't do that. They have three strands from their cock smoker days that they're going to save for occasions. Instead, this is where they smoke the little silent Bob with the huge cock. <laughs> <laughs> How much did you enjoy that they had to tickle the butthole? <laughs> it's hilarious. Guys, they wrote this movie for me. Uh, so they're smoking that in the back to which Fred tells them, I'm so, oh, you're smoking back there. That's cool. It'll actually cover up the shit smell. Somebody took a huge shit back there. Do you know how hard it is to get shit out of pleather? I think this is all just inserted to make sense of why they're okay with smoking in the car. Uh, then eventually they get to start knowing. Oh, no. And he's like, and I also offer my, my riders complimentary hater toss. He's got a toaster oven in the, as the glove box. And he pulls out this little thing and passes it back to them. And then we get his backstory. <laughs> I love that he just has a little toaster, which is like my favorite type of toaster. And remember, I like. Did I think is the one at the office mine? By the way, probably. I don't think I don't so. Buying it. No, I'm Sorry, pretty sure I bought it for the you can take it. Kevin Yeah, says you can I have mean, it. you can have it. It matches the rest of the appliances. Oh, I might borrow it. I might don't borrow it. it. I love a toaster of it, no, but I just. I just tell you right now, Andy, if we do the interview next week on Tuesday for whatever we're doing, and in the background you have a, a toaster oven, but I'll be pretty stoked if I look back down okay. the shelf full of Gundams and there's just a toaster oven. I do feel like you could put. I know you always complain about how little desk space you have, but you could put toaster oven, then your monitor on top of that. Nothing bad will happen. Oh, nothing bad will happen at all. I actually got Instagram algorithm, to, and I'll and I bought some. <laughs> Uh, plant-based chicken nuggets from an Instagram yeah, ad. Uh, and I'll talk about that on Kind of Funny Podcast. Wait, that's a weird... <laughs> plant-based... So you, you vegetarian? You're just a human being. It's just You're a cool a website. Being. They're called like Nugs or something. And on the website, it, uh, they have this tagline that says, these nuggets will kill you slower because they're, they're healthier. Fucking hilarious. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, but I feel like <sighs> food shouldn't say that, you know? <laughs> Um, so yeah, Fred Armisen says that he left his job because he thought he had a million dollar idea, hater tots, which would be uh, tater tots aimed at millennial girls that had a tiger beat magazine on the back of the box kind of thing. <laughs> and he's like, you know who loved him? Nobody, nobody. Lo- it didn't, it, you know, it, the girls don't love him, but it turns out hater tots is a different interpretation. You know who did love him? White supremacists. <laughs> <laughs> and so he said, you know, I'll pull the plug on hater tots. I don't want my brand being associated with white supremacy. And now he drives a ride me now cars. Uh, to make ends meet or whatever. And so he'll do this. He'll take them to Hollywood, California, if they agree to give him a big tip and leave him some great feedback on his uh, user profile. Jane and Bob are like, cool, that's a deal for us. Um, it's such then- a weird idea. It's such a weird... 
bit to have <laughs> tater than tater kkk later like i wonder like what the what the source of that joke was i'd be i think it's, it's well. being super high and saying something that like later he was like oh and this is gonna connect yeah yeah, 100%. I mean, it's not, oh, it's man, not weird because Greg, Greg has taken these weird stories into weird places before, so I wouldn't be surprised if, like, you know, yeah. I definitely, sense. as much as Kevin podcasts, there's definitely a podcast out there that explains how Hater Tots sure. the KKK got involved here. I'm not familiar so enough funny. on that one to tell yeah. you. Um, so they make their first stop in Chicago, Illinois, back in uh, Greg Miller's old stopping grounds. Uh, they pop out there at a movies uh, restaurant. We're back in the movies. And uh, as they climb out of the car and stretch their legs with uh, Merkin, they uh, confess to him that they're actually smoking weed back there and not uh, 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 cigarettes, as he thought. And he's like, what? That's crazy. He's like, I've never actually had weed because, you know, I don't want to get in trouble with the law. I'm scared of that. And he's like, that would never happen. Jersey local. Uh, They give him one of their nice, uh, their final things of uh, great pot from their, you know, whatever great fucking thing. Uh, their great grow house uh like, you, so they started out for him like you just try to you sit out here and enjoy this he's like all right <laughs> they go inside to get their food and order their shit and as they start to bicker about what to order outside you see two cops immediately walk up to fred armison and arrest merkin he runs the glass and pounds on the door and it's too late they, they take him away um oh and they're using a fake name i forget it now uh but it's the health Oh yeah, Mr. Mr. Under Hills. Uh, what is that? That's a reference to something, right? It was a reference to some <laughs> random ass movie. Okay, Kevin Smith. Yeah, I mean, yeah it's something it, to do with a long time. It just ago. reminds me of Frodo saying Underhill. My name's Underhill. That's what I'm thinking, Andy. That's oh, amazing. Yeah. That's so funny. Good job, Underhill, but there's too many. It doesn't make sense. Um, so inside, yeah, uh, Jay and Bob begin to bicker about their movies order. Uh, you know, he wants a, uh, Jay wants a typical cow tipper. Uh, you know, Bob doesn't want anything with meat because he's vegan now or whatever. Um, uh, yeah, so that's happening. Uh, I forget. Jay just moves to the side for a second so that Bob can order his food. He shows the eggplant emoji. Oh, Jay goes to take a shit. She comes back to him and is like, what do you want or whatever he wants the he shows the eggplant emoji uh the girl working the register freaks out thinking that he means show show your old wrinkly ass dick to me uh then she calls over the manager who is uh kevin's wife jen she sees all this and she's like come with me missy she is missy yeah oh she actually the character missy yeah because it says on her name tag missy Uh, really funny yeah huh huh yeah, <laughs> well, that seems like a that seems like a a, a rule breaker or a wor- that world breaker there of like, whatever. I mean, Rosario Dawson plays a totally different character later, right? Right, and well, that yeah. makes sense because they're totally different characters. I'm saying if they're the same character, that's a world breaker. Doesn't matter. Well, Greg, why, you can't why, why steal breaker? so many things from Diamond Place before you run out of diamonds? You got to get a real job. If 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 why is it a world breaker? Because like one one of them referenced the fact that they've met before they know they each other. Yeah. But have they the, met? Yeah. Oh yeah, they do. They they like, yeah, they're 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 for each other for like ride to yeah. the diamond place. Mm-hmm. And the other girl is hilarious. I forget her name, but she's a really funny comedian. Did you like her character in this? Yeah, they they, the they have wielding. the. Uh, she has that duo called uh, Garfunkel and Oates, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, he so she gets she drags him off to fuck him in the bathroom. Uh, Jay returns to wait for his meal on the TV is the news featuring Grant Hicks as you already said from Dogma, and then he kicks it to Justice, the weather woman, who is in fact Shannon Elizabeth, uh, Jay's long lost Jane's on the Bob Strike Back 
uh, girlfriend. Uh, as he watches her on the screen, very much like Jane on the Bob Strike Back, he starts to do his whole flipping out or whatever, and getting all sexy and humping and shit. And like you know, and in the world, we see it enacted in the screen as he comes out to make out with her, and she pins him over the desk and takes him from behind. And Grant pe- pe- peeks up above the desk and is just watching all this shit. Uh, Bob comes back from uh, having some sex. Uh, he n- slaps Jay. Jay points at the TV. Justice is here in Chicago. Uh, this makes sense. We have to track her down. Boo boo kitty fuck. Boo boo kitty fuck. Uh, they go outside. Uh, Merkin is gone. Uh, he's nowhere to be found. They're on their own now. Uh, this is where I asked you all to do extra credit. Did anyone catch it here? Did anyone catch it? Andy? I didn't. I didn't know you Tim. asked us to do this. Yeah, that was the question. I don't know what the oh, hell you're talking about. He's making shit up again, guys. And James yeah. on the Bob Strike Back. I told you to look for a man drinking two cups of coffee. Oh, I did. I did spot that. Oh, guy. Yeah, I saw that too. I, I did. When they come in the movies, he leaves and then he proceeds to sit outside and drink two cups of coffee to once again reprise his role as. He had a, in, the, in Jane saw the Bob. He had a whole thing on the bus where he yelled at people because he had to pee. That's why he had to get in there. That's why he was drinking so much coffee to set up this logical conclusion. He needed to go to the bathroom. But Jane saw the Bob were hot, hot, hot back in the bathroom. You love to see it. It's just thrown in. I, again, I still have weeks later. I still haven't looked up this guy. I know he had something to do with the cartoon. I forget. Doesn't matter. Um, Jane saw the Bob. Wait, real down quick, I, I just looked it up. It, like it's the same name, Missy McKenzie, Miss McKenzie. So that's crazy. I don't like that. I don't either. World breaker. I don't like it one bit. Yeah. Putting that out there, Nick. Thanks for bringing it to my attention. You're welcome. <laughs> um, now we're at uh, Shannon Elizabeth's house. Uh, Jane saw the Bob uh, knock on the door. She opens the door. She uh, is excited to see them and then passes out. Well, not excited. She's shocked to see them passes out. Uh, while they react to that, they get hit in the back of the head with a hockey stick. There's a woman behind them in a hockey mask. Uh, we then have them wake up on the couch uh, tied at the wrists with uh, extension cords. Um, Jay and Bob are able to get, or Jay gets out of it. Then he gets Bob out of it. Then Justice returns, uh, and we get brought up on what's happening here, right? Of, hey, I haven't seen you in forever, Boo Boo Kitty Fuck. You know, whatever happened to us? He's like, she's like, what do you mean us? Like, you, you know, you never came to see me. You were in j- jail, and he was like, well, she, he was like, well, yeah, I thought you know we couldn't fuck, so why would I come see you or whatever? And she's like, I thought you were mad at me or something. He's like, oh no. So there's a misunderstanding here way back in the day. Uh, but also the fact of that, you know, she had to focus on being a mother. And, he, and Jay's like, oh, you're a mother now? Wait, and she's like, mm-hmm. she, why was she mad at him? Or why, why did she think he might be mad at her? Because he never went to visit her in jail. No, no. But, like, doesn't she say, like, I, th- I thought you were mad at me because I didn't tell you about, like, our kid? Perhaps. I don't remember. Uh, no, no, no. Because she's like, yeah, because... He's like, we couldn't bang in jail. That's why I didn't go visit you. And then she's like, oh, that's why. Yeah. I thought you were mad at me for another reason, right? Yeah, I think it was because of the kid. Because I think of the kid, right? And he goes, yeah, ew, you're someone's mom. And then she goes, Jay, it's your kid. So and she thought like, he what? he was mad at her because she, he somehow knew that she was pregnant. No, I, don't, I think she just didn't know why he didn't come to see her. And so, like, if she was in jail, it's like, why didn't he come to see me? Maybe he's mad at me. Why? Yeah. It doesn't matter. Mm. Um, while we've debated that, DJ Kento has pointed out in chat while looking at the IMDb's, and obviously we're just hearing what you're all saying. On IMDb, the movie manager is listed as Miss McKenzie, not Missy McKenzie. As Her name tag says Missy. Yeah, uh, looks. Movie. If you look at w- Wikipedia, uh, Jennifer Schwabach Smith's Wikipedia, huh? the character is the. Uh, it shows the, her filmography, and 2001. Yeah. It says Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. Missy, Miss 
Mackenzie, and then you, you scroll down. Apparently, she was also in Yoga Hosers, and Jay and Silent Bob, Missy, Miss Mackenzie. So What's take that, at? DJ Kento. Greg's laughing. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I, what I did, I went to do it. I clicked on DJ Kento's name to time him out, and King Franchise 88 accidentally banned him. So <laughs> <laughs> justice was served without me having to do anything. That's how it is. It was a mistake. It was been reinstated. Um, so yeah, it's explaining that, you know, 18 years ago, we had a, I had a, I, we had a child. Yeah, I have a ch- you have a daughter, Jay. You know, Jay freaks out about it a little bit. Um, and, you know, that, but like, so uh, you, you want to go meet her? Let's go meet her. However, you can't, you know, I don't, I told her her dad went away. Like, I don't want her to meet you now. Like, she's been fine. We shouldn't do this. You know, I mean, she's a great kid, yada, yada, yada. Which is, but we should definitely weird. have this conversation extremely loud as we walk up the stairs right, and then right, again, outside right outside the door. door. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, they, they walk upstairs, knock on the door. Uh, her friend uh, answers the door. I don't remember this character's name. Her friend, everybody, she's deaf. The deaf one, yeah, I don't know. I don't remember. Oh, Sopapia. This is Sopapia? Yes. Sopapia yeah. uh, right. answers the door, and Jay's like, I'm going to need a blood test. Funny joke. Uh, then Harley Quinn Smith enters the frame, and it's actually her. Um, she's like, I told you to keep these meth heads locked up, or tied up till the cops come. They're not meth heads. They're from Jersey. And everybody's like, oh. <laughs> uh, they're, she, they're explained as old friends. They get to wander around the room, see what's happening. Uh, they find a bunch of, you know, ribbons. She's very smart. She's, you know, doing all these different things, winning awards and crap as kids do. One um, of the things in the walls is a poster for a movie called Bussing in the style of the first Clerks type font and all that yeah. stuff. And Bussing was going to be what Clerks ended up being. And it was going to be a movie about re- bussing at a restaurant. Hmm. What do you mean it was going to be? So he was going to make that and then he changed it all to Clerks? Yeah. Oh, interesting. <laughs> And then waiting just ripped it off. <laughs> I guess so. Okay. Wait, uh, you ever watch waiting? Was I have Kevin watched Smith waiting. Involved in waiting. Hasn't aged well, but pretty funny. I'm I don't sure think it did. so. I mean, at the time, I, it, it was, like there was good parts and bad parts to waiting. It was like, all right, whatever. Do, do you know there's a waiting um, too? Still waiting. Is Ryan Reynolds in? No. Directed DVD. Yeah, probably. The Tim, other guy is really called still waiting. It really is called still waiting. Tim, I'd like to officially vote for a waiting and review. Waiting and review. No, we really country. can't do those movies. No, they, like good. I watched them recently, and they are like, isn't there a, a lot of stuff? Point to the first one of like showing everyone like you yeah, work your with balls. your balls and yeah, dick. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the, the the point is to then hit them because eh, it doesn't matter. Well, we should get into it. Hey, man, in Clerks Two, we had a white guy saying the N word like nonstop. <laughs> like, yeah, man, how much a- worse could it get? I worked in restaurants in the, in the late 90s, early 2000s, and they required you to show your balls to the table. So I don't know why. The table? Kevin's, wow, that yeah, is that one. one coming. Would you guys like some bread? <laughs> also, here are my balls. And you pull you pull the little, the, what do they call it, apron away, and it's just your, your, two, your two boys are there. Uh, you're you're wearing chaps. God. The two bald boys. <laughs> God damn it. Chaps. Like the manscaped.com. Ah, uh, no. Anyway, so again, we're it's all set up here. She's a good kid. This is her life. She's had a whole life. She, this is what's going on. She does not like Jane Silent Bob from the look. Uh, they say offensive things to Sophia. Um, finally, Shannon Elizabeth's like going out of town. So she's like, I left you $200 in the icebox. You know, do all this different stuff. Keep going to school or whatever. I don't know what the fuck she says. Uh, Jane said, Bob, come on. I'll take you home. And they're like, all right, bye. It was nice to meet you. Uh, going downstairs he's like it's not bad enough that i have to meet your kid now i have to meet i get to meet i have to meet your husband and she's like oh you're not about to meet my husband in walks rosario dawson uh they are in fact uh, okay. married uh, they're lesbians uh they're in love and this is a this is come quick thumb dick uh rosario dawson you know thanks him for basically killing the game 
once again. Such, oh, she's so her. good. She's so good. Uh, you know, being a shitty lover and shitty person <laughs> makes it kind of sound like this just pushed her down this path. Um, and then, yeah, they're going to Cabo or something like that. I forget someplace I've never been. And uh, they get in the car and they're like, see you later. And they're like, all right, you know, like, you know, you should come back on you. And when you're on your way back to Jersey, you should swing back by. You know, maybe we, you can spend some more quality time with uh, Millennium and Millie as the caller throughout the rest of the film. Um, they're like, cool, bye. Uh, as soon as they turn around, uh, Sophia and uh, Millie are there and they're like, they have they have a whole sob story kind of thing of like hey you know we were wondering if we could come with you to california into hollywood and they're like fuck no why would we take you to hollywood yeah yeah at which point they pull out switchblades and like listen motherfucker we're going to hollywood with you you got to pull out your your ride me now app and get book us a car and we're all gonna go to fucking hollywood and they're like all right cool fuck so they do that and then we're in the car sorry Kev. i was just gonna say later it's revealed that their plan was to take the minivan and go to hollywood on their own i feel like would have been a better idea to have them drive just why do they deviate? Hmm. Free ride. Really question. Really good question. I, I mean, I don't have it for you either, but I mean, free ride and also the fact that I guess then if they got in trouble, they could blame them if this all went wrong. Maybe. Maybe they want the the muscle too, the you know bodyguards. I don't know. I, I mean, feel like late, yeah. never, I remember when this got revealed later on. I don't. I didn't, didn't. Did they not have some kind of justification for why it happened? I don't. I don't think so. I mean, at one point they use. Uh, Jay to fight some dude to steal his van. Yeah, yeah. Who ends up being a pedophile? Or no, maybe he, not well, a pedophile. Show, he's not a pedophile. Yeah. He's a Christian superhero or vigilante. Yeah. But I mean, I feel like that's a great like thing to say if you're caught being a pedophile. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ironclad defense. Chris Hansen sits you down. You're like, sorry, I'm a Christian vigilante. He's like, oh, fuck. Sorry, leave. These chat logs don't matter anymore. That's why I have the I, outfit I, on, you know? I do yeah. like the reference uh, to uh, Dom DeLuise's character in the Cannonball Run. Totally. I think that's in the I think it's in the credits, but that, I love that. If you've never I thought it was Cannonball in the movie. Run. It doesn't matter. Yeah. No, yeah, that's uh, in the movie. We're, still, we're ahead of ourselves. We're ahead of ourselves. They're in this uh, Ride Me Now thing, getting to know each other. Of course, you know... Uh, they go to smoke weed and Jay's like, you can't smoke weed. You know, you're just a fucking kid and yada, yada, yada. And you shouldn't do this. And you shouldn't, because you're a kid, you're a kid. And she's like, fuck, fine. Jeez. You know what I mean? You guys suck. Um, and then she, she's like, what if I eat some chocolate? Can you eat some chocolate? And they're like, yeah, sure. And so they feed him chocolate and it's edibles and they flip out. And then like, we got it though. Cause we smoke weed all the time. And then they immediately pass out. Um, they then, awake in a dream state. It's Sorry, fucking method man and red man. And there's so many how high jokes. And I fucking love every single thing about this. Why are they the best actors in this whole fucking movie? Great point. I love Great this question. scene. They killed it. They just Great fucking scene. killed it. Great scene. And, and yeah, I forgot I, when, you know, they were talking, when Jay and Salabar were talking to Brody a long time ago, they talked about similar to the Morris Day in the Time joke uh, that Method Man and Red, they modeled their whole fucking lives on them or whatever. And they had how high great. the DVD. It's great. Um, yeah, and they give them, you know, they give uh, Jay advice basically of like anybody can be anybody can be a father, but it takes somebody special to be a dad or vice versa. I'm not sure which one's more powerful. <laughs> I'm just a dad to Portillo. Um, and so that's what he needs to hear. And they do the whole thing about fling, fling and come around the car. And uh, then they wake up and they wake up on the road. Uh, Bob's in a, a Christ like pose. Jay's pants are down and he's face down in Bob's crotch. Uh, they come to, they separate. Um, a new girl enters the fray. I forget her name too. I don't remember people's names from this one as well because I've only seen it twice. One of them is named Jihad, right? And her, that's her. She enters the frame. Yeah. And Aparna she's Brielle like, oh, is the actress. She's one of Cool Greg's favorite actresses of all time. She's a good actor. Because huh. she's in a show called AP Bio that he really loves. Huh, okay. Yeah. Um, she, she enters the frame. She's got it on Instagram. Um, 
Jay yells, Terrace. And she's like, Terrace, where? Like, oh, you fucking mean me, you idiot. And she's like, well, my name is Jihad, which is like, that's a weird one. Okay. Um, but she's got this huge knife and she's like, don't fuck with me kind of thing. And he's like, fuck, do all, do all girls carry knives now? Um, at this point, the rest of the crew comes in. It's uh, uh, Sophia. It's uh, uh, Millennium. And then it's another, the girl from China who talks into her thing really quietly and is making a podcast whose name, again, I don't remember either. Yeah, I don't know. There's too many fucking people on this list for me to keep that track for you. And again, nobody's name really matters. Um, they, yeah, she's doing a podcast. This is their group. They all met in an online support group. They're doing this thing, and this is all part of the plan now, where they're gonna, you know, they're gonna get a, a car. What do you mean, car starts coming? Get out of the road. Everybody runs back. They explain. I think this is where they break out the blueprint, very much like Mall Rats, of like mm-hmm. this is the Operation Pedo or whatever the hell it is that Predator you know, Editor. Predator Editor. Thank you. Uh, Millennium poses online as an underage girl. She then has people come meet us here. Then we steal her cars and take off. Uh, what do you do? And Jay's debating this whole thing as yes, this guy r- drives up in his weird Christian vigilante outfit that is a nod to Dom DeLuise and Cannonball Run. <laughs> like, all right, sure, I, I love it. That's, right. That proves to me that Kevin Smith is closer in age to me than you guys because you guys probably have no idea what we're talking about right now. No. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. but you do no, right? because you're yeah, an old ass yeah, motherfucker too. Kevin. Even though yeah. Ben, please be excited, just refuses to think you're old too. But eventually, I'm. What's well, because you're older than me? You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm a, a, lot, good at a lot older. When you die of old age, all the old jokes will move to me. Yeah. Yeah. So I got like another I look two forward years. to that day. For like six I look months. forward to that day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jay comes over. He beats the shit out of the vigilante, throws him on down. They take the car. What would have happened if, you know, we hadn't shown up? Uh, oh, no. Actually, this doesn't matter. What would happen if we hadn't shown up? Uh, this is all part of the plan. I fucked it up. Um, There's two things they, uh, that I want to bring up that, are, that are, people have talked about a lot with this kind of funny, not kind of funny, Chance on Bob reboot. Um, being related to kind of funny is that Jay, or sorry, Silent Bob has the pin oh, on him smiley. and the hat with the smiley. It looks very similar to the kind of funny smiley, but it's just like a flat line. And it's definitely not related to us at all. Um, but people every once in a while will, will tweet at us um, images of that. But then there's also this thing of the Predator editor, which if you remember on the uh, Game Over Greggy show we did with Kevin Smith, he was supremely impressed with the producer seducer nickname for nick yeah so yeah, didn't we bring up predator editor though we we talked about a lot of that stuff yeah. so i we talked we talked I think about that in a yeah, very roundabout way we were the origin of this andy yeah. i would like yeah. you to draft a cease and desist letter all right to kevin smith okay i'm on it Greg. wait andy's not the lawyer i think we i do th- remember talking about the position that they used to call producer editors yeah. as predators, predators yeah, yeah. Which was a cool name then, but now we still can't call anyone a predator. Who are we suing? Let's sue everyone. Fuck it, dude. Let's sue Greg, I, Greg, I just composed the, chat. the tweet. I'm tweeting it out right now. If you want to. I'm on it. Hold on. Yeah, if you want to retweet it. I'm on it. I'm going to your page. Is it live? Yeah, it's live right now, guys. Can I be pulling this up for the, the kids to watch? Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> You it's heard me, just gibberish. It. It's KJGKKJFNK. It's all fucking gibberish. Good job, Andy. It's Thank been retweeted. You. I think it'll really speak. Uh, you know, because this is one of those things similar, to like when IGN would do, like we're watching E3 live, and you'd make the headline, and then you put in the body of the story, story developing. Like this now shows clear intent for us to send mm-hmm. a cease and desist, oh, and yeah. we can fill in the information later. And now people, yeah, got it. obviously his team's gonna know with Levin Smith at the end. Like they're gonna know oh, of course. that we're coming after him. Yeah. Oh, Levin Smith. Yeah, I know. You nailed it. You nailed it. I missed that. That's how it ended. No, you fucking crushed it. I'm very proud of you, Andy. I'm happy to know you. Mm-hmm. Um, the girls drive away at the car. Uh, they leave Jay and Silent Bob there. Um, Jay and Silent Bob are like, that fucking sucks. Um, then they walk. 
They walk, right? Yeah, <laughs> they walk. Where was it? They walk. Do they get food somewhere? They walk. And eventually, they find the van. <laughs> they find the van. Did they, they get some coffee. out of the van? Didn't they bring coffee to the van? It's just a white randomly, they're just like, in. we're here. Yeah, and no, I know. What trying to get, I'm missing the point, point that links us from this scene <laughs> to, to the, the white supremacist. Yeah. That's what I'm missing right now. I'll pull up the movie. No, no, I'm doing the same thing. I'm scrubbing through. All right, so they don't get left on the road there. They get in the car and they ride while they're looking over the plans. Ah, you're right. Thank you very much. Okay, so they get in the car. They Did drive you say with you're girls. right to the movie itself? <laughs> Who you say it to you? Because they go get oh, got it, got they it, go okay. get food, right? Good job, movie. They were like, "Oh, you're right. That is what." happened. No, I was saying you guys were right because I think you mentioned getting food. That was what I'm missing here. And that's who so we they get, get in the car. They catch up. They talk to Harley Quinn, uh, you know, uh, Millennium about the whole thing. It's a very heart heart tender moment. She brings up the whole dad thing. I think this is where she cries for the first time, right? Of like, what do you have to be like fucking sorry about? Like, you know what I mean? We all, we all met in an online support group. Uh, you know, for people who don't know their dads or whatever. Everybody has a really sad story. She has a super sad story, or she, you know, she's not knowing what it is. I think her performance is really good throughout the film. I think her her here being when she breaks down in tears, whether it's in the van or on the street, I can't remember. But about like you know, never knowing her father and was he not good enough? For, why, why was she not good enough? Kind of thing. Um, they drive like I was saying. They stop at a movies again to get some food from the, the fast food uh, thing. It's a fun thing. I think of you know again Jay trying to be a dad or whatever, where he's like ordering for the girls and they keep she keeps saying from the back they're vegan. And he has no idea what that means. He's just give me a fucking cow tipper and five milks. <laughs> um, at the same time, though, somebody jumps onto the roof of the van. <laughs> they're like, "What is that?" Jay and Silent Bob get out. It is a uh, uh, Merkin himself, Fred Armisen, back in the film, throwing <laughs> hater tots at them. Hater tots at them, in reading the review and being super pissed off. And he's like, "Yes, I know what a Merkin is. It's a pube toupee." Uh, he continues to scream at them, uh, and they're like, "Ah, oh, fuck! What are we gonna do?" Kind of thing. And uh, at this point, uh, Harley Quinn Smith, uh, Missy, she gets on the roof of the van, does the chokehold she's done a couple times already. Go, sleep, 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 sleep. It's, it's not a good chokehold, Nick. I think it's a chokehold. Okay, if you're ever going to apply a rear naked choke, do not apply it with this arm out uh, because they can. that's how you unwrap the choke. Uh, yeah. That's also how you can break someone's arm. Uh, they knock him out. He falls off the van. She gets back down. Jane's on the bar like, this is great. Awesome. The van tears away. They're like, what the fuck? They toss the blueprint out. The last blueprint thing is to ditch uh, Jane's on Bob. Greg, Greg. Uh, yeah. Nick's, Nick's still putting him rude Nick a joke. Greg's still doing it. Or Nick's still doing it. Andy, do you think you can get out of that right now? Easily. No really? Way. I put you in a fully sunk in Naked Choke. You're going to sleep in three seconds, bro. Easily, dude. Three seconds. The problem I think is that Andy's got such a small head and Nick's got such big biceps that the biceps would be, you know, they, the, the physical. Uh, it's like trying to hold a pee, right? It would just. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. It's going to slide right out. Andy's going gonna, Andy's gonna to be like uh -huh. the fucking Senator and X Man. <laughs> Go Again, all right. Right. Get out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I love interview. <laughs> All right. So uh, Jay and Silent Bob are on their own now. The van drives away. Now Jay and Silent Bob walk. Uh, they just walk along the road until they fucking come across. I forget what it is. There's some There's some uh, uh, doodad here. There's something they want to get. 
that they walk over to and then behind it is in fact the van parked and abandoned they go in there the girls aren't there they're like where could they be and i think bob does his patented like tapping points and then it's a giant clan rally over there uh with a burning cross and chris jericho as the grand wizard or whatever and he's fucking laying it out or whatever he's, he's talking about hater tots and stuff they all have hater tots but basically this was, a, this was a moment that made me laugh out loud not because it was funny just because it was so like they look over and there's a fucking clan rally. i was like what the fuck is this movie like how the yeah. hell is this what's happening right now and it's such yeah. a bizarre turn where it's like i feel like we we live in this scene way too long and once we get out of it, it's like why did that just happen well also like it's the conclusion so i feel like isn't super fun or like it, it's just they smear shit on them and they drive away right well, well they they're, they're going to the, they the glenn gary glenn ross reference yeah. which is fine but i'm Michael, like right? uh i think he it's Alec Baldwin was the Alec that was you're right you're right, you're right you're right I'm way wrong I'm way wrong sorry uh, I'm thinking of the other you're thinking of boiler room boiler room yeah um, uh, yeah but it doesn't but that scene this scene's so weird to me because I was like oh it's Glenn Gary Glenn Ross but then the whole it just doesn't work then for this to be so, Kevin Smith's uh, like dialogue it's like why why was this what Silent Bob said he talked a lot didn't say much that's because he's just you know reading the movie script from another movie um. Because that, that's this is just the speech. Okay. But why? Right, a distraction. I'm sure Kevin Smith likes that movie a lot. Cool. Uh, yeah. So as we all said, yeah, you know, he comes down. He you know, Silent Bob gives the Glenn Gary Glenn Ross speech to distract everybody. Uh, at this point, yeah, Jay goes up and frees the girls. Then they run back to the van off screen, tie the tie the porta potty to the van. Then yeah. He's and he's like duck and he's like all right. I'll, Jericho's like all right. I'll I'll bite duck what and then they, they come in with the van. They spin it around. And the shit flies all over them. Uh, Bob jumps in the thing as they peel out and drive away. Uh, Kevin Smith's daughter leans out and goes, "Whatever, fuck you, you dirty sheep fucker." The exact same line Jay yelled uh, about the sheep fucking and strikes back. Uh, fuck you, you dirty sheep fucker. Um, from there we've made it to Hollywood. This road trip didn't take too long. Don't worry, we're gonna make Chronic Con no problem. Which we haven't talked about, and that's the whole point they're trying to get to, by the way, because that was Shen, Shen Yu's uh, 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 thing she wanted to do before she was sent back to China and all the shit. And obviously, Jane and Bob are going there to stop the movie because they saw a thing that Kevin Smith had done saying, like, we can't make this movie without this scene, so I need you, Chronicon, to be there and do it or whatever. Uh, so we arrive in Hollywood, and there's a montage of Hollywood things, including Kevin Smith's own wiener dog uh, getting walked across the way there that we had met. Remember that when we podcast? Uh, walking through the same hills. He wasn't good that day. He wasn't. No, no, he was fine. Remember, it was his other dog that was sick. Too. Oh, it was Shecky was one of them, right? Did Shecky pass away? Shecky, or was it? No, Shecky's the wiener dog. He's, okay. He was fine the day we were there, and I think he's still alive. I think I would have I would have heard that. And no, remember no, when no. we walked, like we, we went over and Shecky was on the patio, and we were like, "That dog's going like, oh, like, to like jump." Yeah. Because we dogs are dumb, you know what I mean. I'm lucky that I got a really smart one, but who's cuter, uh, Porty or Shekel? What's his name? Portillo, I think, is cuter. Portillo's way cuter, right? Let's yeah. not. I mean, I, I don't know. Kevin, you don't have tastes. We knew that. All right. Wow. Take it back. All right, stop. <laughs> Why? Well, no. Take it back. <laughs> <laughs> On April 8th, there's the last photo on uh, his Instagram here with Shecky. But I, I, I would have heard by now. That's the kind of stuff that would stick with me if, if Shecky had passed. Um, oh, sorry. Movie. So we're in Hollywood now. We're at Chronicon. Uh, the whole team walks in and they're like, and look up. And everybody obviously is dressed like James on the Bob because it's Chronicon because they're dr- dressed like Blunt Man and Chronic or James on the Bob and all this different stuff. And so 
uh yeah the uh, millennial Mil- millie is like why is everybody dressed like why are you why is everybody dressed like you why are you dressed like everybody else and he's like everybody's dressed like us uh they then go to like the hot topic store there to get everybody clothes to fit in or whatever it's run by adam brody of the oc and shazam fame oh weird yeah so weird i love I it love hey he's in the dc it, yeah he's yeah, great why isn't DC University? Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it's just, it's just I don't know. I like I understand Craig Robinson. I understand uh, Fred Armisen. I don't understand what this. Uh, Listen, man, is. when you're Kevin Smith and someone reaches out and says, "I have any sort of notoriety, let me be in your movie," you have to say yes. You have to say yes. Like, and uh, this is and this is no disrespect to Melissa uh, Benoist. I hate say last name. Yeah. But like, granted, notable for certain circles. I had I forgot who she was at first. I had to look her up. But like, he got her to be in it. Cool, she's in it. Val Kilmer couldn't speak. Put him in the movie. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Now you can take it back about <laughs> Melissa. All right, you know who Melissa is. You know Supergirl. I was just seeing how pissed that would get. Uh, yeah, uh, Nick. She's <laughs> she's Supergirl. It's, he directed a couple Tim, episodes. Is she Supergirl. Can you can you Google that real quick and oh, see? Hold on, give me a second. Oh, she's Supergirl. They buy the clothes and as they leave doing that, uh, they run into the, the boys who bought weed from them before uh, in Jane on the Bob. 15 bucks, little man. Uh, this set them on their own thing. They started their own weed business. They're making a bunch of money now. If Jay wants to buy some weed. They won't give them free weed. So they sing the song to Jay and get them, you know, whatever. Turnabout's fair play. A lot more expensive this time. Of course, yeah. Watching um, Andy during in review is one of my favorite things of the week. I just love it. Just seeing his face react to certain things. It's usually reacting to Kevin. <laughs> usually reacting to whatever Kevin's got going on. Whatever he's munching on down there. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it's, it's Fettuccine Alfredo. I didn't, I didn't know it was coming, but it's here now. I don't, so. I don't think there's anything better than like that for a whole week. Where it's just Kevin's hand in front of the webcam. <laughs> Uh, from there we get the Chris Hemsworth bit right now reason character they're all dressed up they're ready to go holographic Chris Hemsworth is there yeah to direct you around which is basically go right or go left but he does a whole the beginning thing of like don't burn your dick off don't do this I wouldn't be caught dead in this kind of movie and then eventually yeah if you want to go see the panels you go that way if you want to go be an extra go that way Uh, they're like great both the girls break one way, Jane and Silent Bob break the other, and Jay and uh, Missy come back together, or not Missy, uh, Millie come back together, and like, what are you fucking doing? And Jay's like, we came here to stop the fucking movie, so if we're going to stop Kev- Kevin James, I like that joke too, Kevin oh, James. I can't believe Kevin James didn't show up in this movie. Yeah. He was yeah. referenced so much where it's like, he's going to come, and then he never he Paul, He should have been uh, Paul Blart, you know, cop, or whatever. He should have been like the Diedrich Harrington or whatever, the side character, and I didn't or whatever. Yeah, I did, I did not nail that one. You know who I mean, though. No. Uh, Batman from uh, the animated Batman show. I guess three Batman animated. in this movie. Three Batman. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Interesting. He was. Um, anyways, I digress. Let's get back to it. Uh, I thought we're going to stop the movie. We want to get uh, Shen Yu into the uh, uh, fucking movie or whatever. And he's like, well, cool. But like, we, you got to do this. And so there's like this sad thing of like, all right, cool. Well, this is a goodbye kind of thing, you know? You know, yeah. And like you said earlier, like, oh, yeah, you know, it sucks your dad never met you because you're a really cool kid and he would have liked you or whatever. And she's like, thanks. I like Just that. They embrace and separate. Why don't they have a plan of like, okay, then we're going to go back 
together to Chicago. Well, it, Jay and Silent Bob, you know, a deleted scene, Jay and Silent Bob's uh, plan is to murder Kevin Smith. <laughs> they know they're going to jail forever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they are they are aware that they are about to murder someone and probably have several other people to get to them because they need their names in jail. Um, I digress. They separate. Jay and Silent Bob uh, go into or try to go, get it, get into the VIP room. They're stopped by Batman. Dear, dear, Diedrich Baker, Diedrich Bader, oh Diedrich, Batman, Batman, Batman <laughs> stopped him again. Yeah, but real talking, his security. How the fuck is this? Nineteen years later from that movie, he looks from the same, and he looks exactly the same. Yeah, good jeans. You know what I mean? Took care of himself. So nuts. Drink a uh, lot of water, Tim. Drink a lot of water, Tim. He won't let him in there because that room protects uh, America's greatest natural resource: <laughs> actors, writers, actors. directors, podcasters, dude. <laughs> The fucking cameo here, it got yeah. me. It broke I me so bad. It's so fun. It's so self-aware. It's like, hey, let's just have this guy that nobody fucking knows. And like, let's have but we all asshole. know. And then, yeah, exactly. And then let's like explain who he is for the people that don't know. Love this. They've been doing a Coogan joke uh, since Brody's shop, right? The dishes are done, man. Keith Coogan. Don't tell mom the very babysitter's dead. Keith Coogan classic, which is such a weird reference. And they did it once more. And then, yeah, they do it this time. Keith Coogan comes out, right? And that they're out of whatever food. I forget what it is. And he's like, wait Fish for is- it. Dishes are done. The dishes are done, man. <laughs> First off, have you guys actually seen Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead? Yeah. yeah. I have to film. Google it, and it's just like, oh, my God, I forgot that's how that dude looks. Yep. <laughs> like, it's crazy. He had a lot more hair back then. Yeah. Hey, man. So did you. All right. We all did. That's how it was. Um. So they're like, okay, cool. That fucking sucks. And they don't have badges, so they can't get in anything. And while that happens, Jay and Silent Bomb sneak in. To which uh, Diedrich Bader's like, no, the fucking, you fucking no, no. And so they g- give chase. Um, Jay and Silent Bob run into a panel and sit down. This panel is uh, Jason Biggs and James Vanderbeek talking about uh, their experience of making the first Blunt Man and Chronic movie. In front of uh, Jay and Silent Bob sitting in the row is Kevin's mother dressed as Silent Bob. They have a moment where they like do the like nice outfit kind of thing. Um. This goes on for a while up there of like, uh, you know, just the self-referential shit we're talking about. Jason Biggs, same line he had, same uh, character arc he had in the first Jane Silent Bob Strike Back ride of just like, hates this, hates Kevin Smith, Jersey Girl ruined his career, all this stuff. James Vanderbeek just totally chill about everything because if you're James Vanderbeek, you chill about everything. He looks great, like phenomenal. James Vanderbeek? He doesn't look bad either. Dude, James Vanderbeek fucking killed it on Dancing with the Stars last season. He the Whoa. only reason he had like fucking killed it. He is incredible and it came out of nowhere. The only reason he went home uh was some really really sad shit. He has like fucking seven kids and um his wife had a uh miscarriage or something something really 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 bad. Uh, miscarriage. So we had to leave the show. Oh, well, sorry. Vanderbeek's number one fan Kevin Smith or Kevin Coella coming off the bench. I mean, he's very handsome. He is. Yeah. Um, at this point, uh, Diedrich Bader runs in and is like, interlopers! And Jane and the Bob run off and then run in th- through different panels. I forget the order. I think the first one is Comic Book Men. They run into the Comic Book Men uh, panel where our friend, uh, kind of funny best friend and, and uh, guest of the show before, Ming Chen is giving a soliloquy about the death of Comic Book Men <laughs> as they run through. Um, Walt Flanagan's on that panel, which is a funny joke because then when they run into the clerk's panel, it says Walt Flanagan number two because there's now Walt Flanagan's on a second panel. This one's in black and white. They're in black and white. They scream. I don't think I skipped a panel, did I? Is it just the two? They go from those. Th- those are the three they do. 
doesn't matter. They scream, but I like that joke again too, because again, whatever. The rules don't apply, and it's just a fun thing. Um Yeah, the black and white little homage is kind of neat, I thought. Right. Uh and, and mostly just because I wanted to pause and look at all the cast and sure. like, see what they look like now. Well, you'll see him soon in the next clerks. Uh they run from that then into another room and shut the door behind them. And then from off screen, we hear Ben Affleck is holding McNeil go. I think it's the same. Look at these morose motherfuckers right here, like somebody shit in their cereal. Bang. Uh, they turn around and we enter into the scene we're talking about. Actually, I think we cut away to go see after we see them, we cut away to go see the girls can't get into the blunt man and chronic filming. It's been cut off or whatever. Um, then we get the scene we've talked about uh, already at length, uh, holding McNeil talking and catching up with Jane Silent Bob, right? And going back and forth and about the names and this the other stuff. And then, you know, that, you know, what's been happening with him is that he has a kid, right? Uh, Alyssa comes in at one point with the kid. Or Alyssa Jones comes in, with uh, talks to them. You guys get finger cuffs, fucking finger cuffs. They both laugh. Why are you laughing? We're selling Chasing Amy, the one that won all the awards to Netflix. They, they don't like the name enough. They might want to push it to something like finger cuffs. So, you know, we'll tell them that you like it or whatever. Um, Alyssa leaves with her partner, who's the same partner from uh, Chasing Amy 1. Or Chasing Amy, I should say. Sorry. Um, at which point they start catching up a little bit. Oh no, no, no! She, she brought in Amy, the daughter. Then they, then they both leave. Uh, it's just Ben, uh, Sonic Bob, uh, Jay, and uh, Jay's daughter Logan, who is uh, Amy. Uh, this is where you know Ben lays it all out for him, right? Or Holden lays it all out for him, right? Of like, you know, they decided to co-parent. They've been friends for twenty years. It made sense, you know. Now they get to be part of each other's lives this way. They have this amazing child together. Uh, Holden's f- fell, fell in love with, uh, met another girl a year later who loves me, loves me, and does the same thing from Chasing Amy, which I appreciated. Um, they catch up, like I was saying, and lay it all out there. Of like, yeah, you know, that you think you're the star of your show, but you're not. When you have a kid, everything changes. You don't even get a third act. It's all about setting them up, you know. And he, I, I fucking still laugh every time i'm just like you know uh you know you, you think you're uh you think you're bruce wayne in the story but it turns out you're thomas wayne or his mother whose name escapes me <laughs> and he looks at the camera like that's like you know most of the you know, look at the camera you're like all right whatever that was a really good one i really like that yeah definitely um i explained that to my wife for five minutes yeah. <laughs> and then she, she, she one kind of nodded at me and was like she was like why am i married to you why am i watching this can you watch this in your closet for a reason this is definitely a closet your macbook for sure for sure uh and yeah yeah of course so this all inspires jay right of like fuck bob we gotta be i gotta be a dad here you know what i mean i gotta step up and do this so he thanks holden for it he jumps up and oh he actually doesn't thank holden for it he does but then he's like hey can you give me passes some vip passes he's like i'm fucking you know king shit here i'm keynote speaker sure i can gives him a whole bunch of vip badges um the girls are over there being dejected and uh james and baba walk in with their ladies 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 and they're like all right let's you know we got passes let's do this they're all excited they run in, they get seated. Uh, there, you know, everybody's there, everybody's dressed. Uh, eventually, Kevin Smith comes out and he's like, Hey, everybody, it's me, Kevin Smith. And he does this whole Kevin Smith thing again. I think to Nick's point that in a movie where not only, you know, in the Kevin Smith universe, do so many people play dual parts, and like we when we're watching Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, it was very much like Brody to Banky. Is there that much nuance or difference necessarily? I think Kevin Smith does a really good job of being Silent Bob and I being agree. Kevin Smith. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, um, I remember the, the first time I watched, I really, really liked his performance, specifically because he's he's embracing every single criticism anyone's ever had of him and just putting it back on stage. I think it's cool. Totally. And the thing is, I like Kevin Smith, and I feel like getting actual Kevin Smith in this movie like makes it feel better to me. Like he he's great. I like him as a person and a character. So it's like I, I, I enjoyed how much we got of him in this one. <laughs> I do think he got Kevin tough. Smith. I, mean, I just like yeah. how you phrase that. We're like, we actually got he got we got Kevin Smith in this movie. I'm like, I think he just jumped on stage. 
Oh, yeah, um, I digress. Never mind. I'm joking around. Sorry. Syntax. So Syntax. we but said like, the fact that, yeah, this whole thing is the, we're going to do this scene here. Scene couldn't happen without you guys. Before we film this scene, though, uh, we're going to show you a, a bit of the movie. So they show a clip that is uh, Melissa Benoist about to face off with Val Kilmer, uh, you know, Chronic versus Blunt Man. Um, it's the same silent Bob joke, right? Of tapping on the phone and showing him a thing. And it's like, all right, this, this does wear a bit thin. Um, I do love Melissa Benoist. Uh, acting at like a bad actor, like it, I, I enjoyed her performance of like the awful. Line Again, she she was on CW terrible. shows for a long time, so she I had was a experience. As soon as he fucking said it, as soon as he fucking said it, I was like, "Well, the goal's open. They pulled yeah, the goal. He went to come in on this there one." Is. <laughs> you cowardly bitch! Crossover with fifteen different shows. Cool, you know it's fucking cool. <laughs> Alright, there's no oh, fucking what's this world? They gotta go fight dinosaurs. A mask reboot. Get the fuck out of here. Oh my god, for Brandon. Brandon Roth used to be Superman. Let's put a helmet on him with a visor. It looks like he's gonna ride a scooter. Alright, for the record, that is a very dumb costume. I agree with that, Chris. <laughs> uh so yeah, we see the whole thing. Tommy Chong pops up as uh uh, uh Alfred. And they talk about weed and how stoners are. And this is where it totally seems like everybody's just improving and nobody knows Dude, what's happening. All right, he, cool. he has one line in it in this. I and I'm, I I I forget what it was. I know what you're talking about, Nick. Yeah. But it made me laugh so hard where he's like, it's just not okay. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's not even dogs. Somebody yeah, with dogs. And, it, oh, explaining God, money funny. to dogs or something like that. Oh, yeah. It's like, you're trying to explain money to dogs, man. They don't get it. I'll be talking to a guy to American Treasure. But it, it seemed then, like he had no idea what movie he was in, right? He doesn't, man. He did I'm 13 sure he did, seasons yeah. of that 70s show. He has no idea what he's doing that. He's great. Great. The scene ends. It's to you know uh, rapturous applause. Everybody's seeing the second coming, and it's amazing. Uh, Kevin's it welcomes. I think mean, maybe they already did this, but maybe not. They, they he welcomes the cock knocker enemy dudes who are this mm. thing. I'm putting him here. Maybe if it wasn't. Couldn't get He's Mark like, Hamill. Right, huh? shoot this. Sorry, what? So it couldn't get Mark Hamill. Oh yeah, you wonder like yeah, yeah. in the cock knocker scene where he punches through the wall. I, I couldn't. I, I was, was watching it this time. I was like, does Mark Hamill pop back out? And no, it just cuts no. away there. There was a part of me that was like, oh, they're gonna show Mark Hamill, and then I didn't. I was like, ah, oh, they teased me. I can't wait to watch. Twenty nineteen, he was back on. Oh, he's geez. back on King shit. You know what I mean? He's out there with his Star yeah. Wars money. Um. So yeah, Kevin's like, all right, before we shoot this, I gotta go backstage do some director stuff. You guys get settled. He goes back there, just puts on a different jacket, and starts smoking weed. Uh, at which uh, during this whole thing, uh, uh, finally, uh, Millie had put together that uh sign the bob looks a lot like kevin smith and so she had a plan you guys stay here uh they went backstage there right and she knocks out kevin smith she smokes out kevin smith i forget what happens but kevin smith is uh, incapacitated so that silent bob can come back out as kevin smith he does they say he lost his voice um the the ad who's the same ad or not he's not the same ad but he was something in jane silent bob strike back he wasn't the eighty like Jamie Kenny, but he was in that movie too. Was I randomly looked that guy up. I think he used to be married to Shannon Elizabeth. He did. Yeah, he yeah, was. He also, he has one of the coolest IMDb pictures ever. He looks like a crazy man. His What's hair his is obscenely large. He looks like he looks What's like name, like Penn and Teller. Um, I, yeah, I have Penn. to look it up. Yeah, yeah, you're like right. It looks Penn's like little brother. Yeah, it's weird. It's okay. a weird oh, there name, right? Yeah, yeah, Joseph D. Reitman. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, right, man, that's yeah. Him. yeah, he does have crazy hair in this one. You're right. You're right. Beautiful. He looks um, like a goddamn lion. He looks great. 
he's you know all upset about it or whatever uh he talks about that uh and then what he does is he brings the girls up on stage because that's how they've uh, orchestrated this whole thing um this is going to be you know the move to get uh uh shen you you into the thing uh, uh wait, uh, quick question she... for tim did anybody walk around with sticks in the background with the question with... for greg you can trust the lighting trust oh well i feel like you were the one that was caught Catching that ever? No, yeah, you were really into the no. trust guy. No, was it was it yeah, Greg? Look Greg, Greg, did anyone do it with the with the trust? I didn't see him. I didn't see I it didn't, either. Right. What yeah. a disappointment! Literally last week, Tim was <laughs> like, "I've never seen it ever." Greg always gets it. Kevin's like, "Yo, Tim, you see it every time, right?" Shen <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Yu knocks out Sonic Bob. Pulls a gun, rips off her outfit. She's got a cat suit on underneath. She's like, I knew one of them had a cat suit. That's, yeah, uh, I laughed at that line. Yeah. Then you she's like, that's not go. the real Kevin Smith. They bring out the real Kevin Smith. It's this whole reveal that she's a Russian spy, that you know all the cock knockers are Russian spies too, and they're here to take over America by you know killing Kevin Smith, and everybody's going to live stream it and broadcast why? it. And like, this is their whole thing. I don't know, why not? Who cares? It's so fucking weird. In the same so breath, weird. they had dragged Silent Bob's body out and tossed him into the trash outside. At some point, yeah. he gets up, looks across, and sees the uh, uh, scrap metal yard out there. Um, it looks like everything's going to go wrong. You know, she's going to execute Kevin Smith, but at first she'll execute Millie. I think I can't remember that part. Uh, Jay shouts out that no, you know, she's like, uh, she makes fun of her for not having a dad or whatever or something. She says something else about a dad. And Jay's like, maybe your dad didn't know she existed. And everybody's like, what? And Jay walks up, you know, confessing that he is in fact, her father. She's like, what? Oh no. <laughs> like, she's not happy about it at all. Uh, that she, he, she, he's the father and that, you know, he couldn't, he doesn't want you know uh, her to die, him to die, whoever to die without knowing it. And she's like, well, "I'll just kill you, and then I'll kill her." And he's like, "Fuck, I didn't think about that." Uh, at the same point, now the door starts getting knocked in or whatever, and and Jay's like, and everybody's like, "What the fuck's that?" And he's like, "Oh, you're in trouble now." And I really I like this build up to this. So like, "You're in trouble now." Like, you know what I mean? You made him angry. <laughs> he's my hetero life mate. Silent Bob, and then maybe he says Iron Bob. I forget. But he says Iron, Iron, Iron Bob. But he says it very weirdly, and I'm like, "Was that the take we wanted to use, Kevin? That was the take so we wanted to." They, they, like they were out of film, guys. I feel like it was yeah. a reference to Schuler Bop again. Uh, they knocked mm. down the doors. Wait, and, there there and was one tiny, tiny scene that I actually laughed at where he goes and is like, I'm just trying to, like, uh, what, what did he say? He was just trying to, like, um, talk till he got to the guy with the big gun. And then he goes to shoot yeah, the big oh, yeah, gun. Yeah, 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 and yeah. it was like, it's not <laughs> real. It's like, yeah, that's funny. Uh, Bob comes in and just starts fucking people up. And he's got the Iron Man display in there. And he's just fucking, it's like anarchy now. People are shooting and everything's going on. And they're running around hitting everything. And everybody's fucking pandemonium fighting out there. Um, that happens for a while. And eventually, uh, Shen, Yu, Shen Young, uh, no, Shen Yu, right? Uh, she's like, to, she takes her microphone and then uses an audio thing. And everybody drops down. She's like, oh, it's this R- Russian tech or whatever, right? And then, of course, uh, Sophia's deaf, as we said earlier. She doesn't. She knocks her out. She's like, hearing's overrated. Um, and, yeah, that's done. The cops take them away. Uh, everybody's reunited and happy. And uh, Kevin Smith is smoking weed. He's like, all right. And he starts narrating what he's doing in the actual movie, right? Of like, all right, all the characters, thir- end of third act, the characters where they need to be. Maybe I'll cross Zoom, cross, and they crossfade uh, to being back outside the stores. And we I, are- I enjoyed that bit. Like, for what this movie is, I enjoyed yeah, the kind same. of talking out as the fade happened. But the transitions otherwise in this movie are so 
freaking horrible that Gia called out as one of those times. She was like, what is with this movie and its transitions? Every single one is so fucking bad. And as she was saying that, it was it was the transition where the camera pans up and it was just Jay's fucking ass <laughs> up towards the camera. And it's yeah. just like, why? what's the point of this shit, man? They wanted so I feel like that stuff camera. weakens this, this like calling out the transition joke. But hey, whatever. I got to give this movie points where I can. Uh, we're outside the stores, yeah, and uh, yeah, Jay Jay walks up with uh, Millie. They lean on the sides of the the you know the RST video, um, and start talking a bit about being father and son. And he starts to say something that makes it sound like he's about to bail on her. She cuts him off like, "You want to go?" And he's like, "No, you didn't let me finish." Like, you know, I'd want to start with father and daughter stuff. And Bob walks up with coffees and gives them coffees, like having a coffee and t- teaching stuff. And he moves. Bob moves to the side to give them their space or whatever. And so Jay starts, you know, running through a bit of life lessons, right? Of like, you know, get a best friend who will always be by your side, right? And you always, you know, always be there for you. Uh, you know, just like Son Bob. Son Bob gets choked up about that. Uh, he get, does a few little messages about, you know, like uh, God looks exactly. He already said that God looks like a Lannis Morissette thing. But again, it, you know, recapping their adventures or whatever. Um, and it's just a sweet little moment, right? That I think is well done for both uh, or everybody in scene, but specifically Jay and uh, yeah. uh, Millie of like them really connecting and stuff. Again, I like I I never watched Yoga Hosers or no, yeah, I never watched Yoga Hosers, and I think in Tusk, uh, um, Harley Quinn Smith's in it for like two seconds. So I was like, I don't really know anything about her as an actor or whatever. I thought she was really good in this, and I thought she had a good emotional range in terms of, I you know when she's doing the knife stuff and being like tough. Maybe not so much, whatever. But like, definitely when she was driving home, the I'm a heartbroken girl. I just want I just want to be with my dad. I'm I'm a, I'm a I'm a lost daughter kind of thing. I thought that all, all was really really well done. Anyways, uh, as this happens, like uh, Dante pulls up to start opening the shutters or whatever and picks them up, and they're filled with gum and puts it down. And then it ends, and I was like, "Fuck! Did I watch a deleted scene?" And then of course we pick up with the credits that are a whole bunch of deleted footage and stuff like this, right? The jokes about Hollywood, California. The jokes about him being Christian vigilante. All these different goofy things. But my favorite one is the very last one, where Jay's like, "Yo, you want to know something? <laughs> Every night for twenty five years, we've been coming here and putting gum in the lock." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "My." It's like such I know that I don't, and I'm not saying like it's it is what it is and I you know do whatever you want to do with your properties and I am excited for like the pitch we heard for clerks uh, the clerks three or whatever but if that you would have said this was the final view askew movie like I would have been like oh man what a beautiful way to end it and like what a great spot to end, drop it in of like literally like the first thing from clerks one is the last thing of this movie I think I don't know if you remember this but the scene where he's shooting where it was Kevin Smith and um Stan Lee at comic was on the boat at comic con yeah and that that was they were shooting that literally as me and you were walking by we were like 50 feet away from that when stan lee was talking to kevin smith so freaking cool so cool so so weird like what a random ass time are you guys in the movie you think uh no i mean i I did look in the back and i was like no you can see where we would have been though there's a lot of people though yeah we were there we'll just say yes tim we'll just and then we'll add ourselves to imdb and it'll be fine starring tim getty's nick scarpino's jay and silent bob starring Nugent. That's it. The end of the Buisk universe. Seven syllables in the middle. You need five for the first and last line. Wah, wah. If you're not poetic, you don't need to fret it. Haikus <laughs> don't need to rhyme. Haiku in review. Haiku in review. You can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny to write your reviews in haiku form, uh, just like Daniel Edmonds did. I hate this movie. This this one deserves to be skipped. <laughs> Waste of an hour. Um, <laughs> John Lestrina says they gave us some laughs, but they're showing their age. Got me with Stan Lee. 
And the final one is from Bubble Boy Wonder, who says, Harley's all grown up, shed a tear with Ben Affleck, fuck absentee dads. And also leaves him a nice message here. The way you guys talk and the lack of submissions makes it seem like this has been the lowest watched in review, but I appreciate it. <laughs> Finally got me to not be silent after all these years and actually write in. So there we go. This in review did something good. Thank you, Bubble Boy Wonder. Yeah, undeniably. Oh, wow. <laughs> like I was like the way you guys talk about it, but also the numbers on the view counter. Yeah, this <laughs> that, definitely that go down in history too. at some of the lowest performing videos we've ever done, <laughs> especially as a series. But you know what? I've had a great time. I've had, had a great, great time, time with you guys. Let's do a little ragu bagu. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Rad Guys Talk Bad Guys, the podcast within a podcast where we rank all the villains of the View Askewniverse. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Andy Cortez. Hey, guys. Nick Scarpino. Hello. Tim Geddes. Ah. Kevin Coelho. (laughs) Uh, Today, we're ranking uh, the villain of Jane and Silent Bob reboot, which I assume is Shen Yu? Yeah. Okay. So she's an actual villain, something we haven't had in a while. Currently, the list stands at number one, Randall and Dante from Clerks 2. Number two, the trio from Dogma. Number three, Holden and his male insecurity. Number four, Shannon and Michael Rooker. Uh, number five, Dante, his own worst enemy. And then number six, N.A. James Bob Bob Strike Back. Where do we want to put Shen Yu? Under N.A. Shen- I just don't I even feel care. like it, it came out of nowhere. It like... It, it, it she's not like is she really the villain or like at the end does she have a villainous moment and goes like she wasn't you know what i mean like it, it just came out of nowhere and it seemed like it was another one of these story ideas that he made up on the fly and i i yeah i just i don't think that it, it needs to be on this list it, it does seem kevin like they were 80 percent done with this movie you're like man we don't have a villain huh <laughs> it was all of... based around the cat suit joke. You know, you can see the origin of this. They're just like, 100%, we got we to get one of them in a cat, cat suit, suit and it has to be a Black Widow ripoff because originally the cat suits were a Black Widow ripoff. And so I, I say like that. that I say that that um, <clears throat> that that makes it so that like the villain is weaker than not having a villain, like in Jane Silent Bomb Strike Back, like having a villain only so that you can have one, like a joke like that. The joke made me laugh, unlike it, many other jokes no, in this series. No. I, I'll That's say thing, that. I, I think it's, I think it's nonsense. Sure, like it is out yeah, of the field. Sure, but I still think it's like it was a fun. It was a fun joke there to Dawson. I, I think that the movie, as absurd as it is, needed something like that at the end. I think it's unfortunate that it had to be at the expense of the main plot of the movie, which was you know you were like she has to go back to China in a week. And she, all she wants to ever do is be in this Kevin Smith movie. I was like, oh, that's actually kind of endearing and kind of the emotional crux of like the conflict between uh, Harley and uh, or excuse me, um, yeah, Harley, I also call her um, and uh, and Jay. But the fact that she ended up being a villain, I was like, oh, that's kind of that's kind of uh, out of left field. But we do get that wonderful moment where he's like Iron Bob, which I thought was pretty fun. And then like, I'm always going to see someone. Um, I don't know. I, I liked her, but I, I get these movies. Better, I think she's better than no course. villain. I think, yeah, but I think I in all the other villains in the movies, <laughs> right now, I would say she's number six over the NA of Janice on Bop, but below all the actual problems and people we had from these movies before. I like that. All right, lock it in. Now it's time to to rank the View Skew Universe for the final time. Uh, for now, number one, Dogma. Number two, Chasing Amy. Number three, Clerks. Number four, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Number five, Clerks 2. And number six, Mallrats. 
like I said earlier, I say it's number one, but I just don't like these movies. I think this is um, the last one in my my book. This is the the worst of these. Ah, man, this is so hard because I don't know if I like this more or less than uh, than Strike Back. I'm for I, sure like it more than Strike Back. I would put it above Strike Back. I feel like I enjoyed Strike Back all the way through more consistently. Yeah. Uh, but this movie I didn't really start to appreciate until the very very end um, with when we started getting more emotional sort the Ben of, Affleck stuff the emotional the emotional weight of of the movie yeah so do all three of you guys say uh above James Bond Bob Strike back and below clerks yes I, i'd say so yeah do yeah. any of you think it's above clerks no well then that is our new ranking ladies and gentlemen number 1 dogma number 2 chasing amy number 3 clerks number 4 jay and silent bob reboot number 5 jay and silent bob strike back number 6 clerks 2 and number 7 mall rats there you go. Angels of history. Um, so, so a lot of people are wondering what our next in review is going to be. We're going to continue doing Lord of the Rings in review every Friday. Um, this Friday is the Two Towers Part 1. Next week, Two Towers Part 2. Return of the King Part 1. Return of the King Part 2. Um, but alongside that, on Tuesdays now, we're going to reveal right now. Boom. That's what we're doing. Bam. Star Trek. Shit. The Kelvin oh. timeline. We're doing the, the Nolan movie. Wait, not Nolan. The... Uh, J.J. Abrams movies Abrams. and the uh, Justin Lin movie. So there we go. Star Trek 1, 2, and 3. We'll be doing those on Tuesday. I don't have a 4K Blu-ray player anymore, Tim. Oh, cry me, cry me, cry me. You don't? I mean, no, my Xbox One broke. <laughs> what happened to your it's Xbox major. One? The HDMI port like just doesn't read any cables anymore. It's <sighs> so sad, Kevin. Yeah. A lot of people have been asking about um, Nolan in review, Ghostbusters in review, and Top Gun in review. Ghostbusters and Top Gun, we're going to save for when um, the sequels are actually coming out, probably, or I guess they're officially announced now next year. Um, and Nolan in review is a weird one where I want to do it leading into Tenet. Tenet is still going to theaters, but we're not going to do it until people feel safe going back to theaters. And I know that we don't feel safe going back to theaters. So Nolan is indefinitely postponed for now, but we are going to do it eventually. Um, so there you go. Let continue to let me know what interviews you guys want. Tweet at me at Tim Gettys because uh, two a week it's a lot. So we're gonna in three weeks we're gonna be done with Star Trek. What are we gonna do after that? You gotta tell me. Let us know. Jurassic um, Park, the old Jurassic Star Trek. Park, we gotta wait for the next one. Conjuring, conjuring, potentially be good. conjuring, potentially conjuring. Till next time. Snugins, bang.